Mike Seibert Radio is an independent podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I'm at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. And the spelling on that, as always, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just the way it sounds. Uh, this is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And continuing now with my guest co-host Dave Sanders, uh, you know we've uh, we've given some shout-outs and revisited some of that outrage culture. You know, uh, just in time for the holidays. Uh, so check out our previous episode for that. Uh, but yeah, man, the time is here. The time is now. Dave, are you ready to take us back to TV Town? Oh yeah, let's let's uh, let's head into the meat and potatoes of this. Uh, can we get the audio star wipe though? That's all I'm gonna- Oh, man, I fucked up my own thing. All right. (laughs) You you distracted me with the audio star wipe thing. That's that's pretty funny. I'm going to hit this again because we are transitioning. That uh, that riff, by the way, uh, that riff, by the way, is uh, from a uh, guitar artist uh, uh, goes by the name uh, Breadhenge uh, out on YouTube. Ooh. He's uh, he's done a couple different covers of like uh, th- this is from his uh, cover guitar cover of the Transformers season three um, uh, intro and outro um, and has this mm-hmm. transition in the middle. But he he uh, just recently did a riff on the Avengers and game trailer where it's you know it's it's really cool i well i'll put that up in the show notes also because like I, <laughs> well i've been meaning to give this dude a shout out and i think uh sometime in the new year i'll actually reach out to him uh because i, I i'm fascinated by that you know folks that that do uh that style of cover music and it's mm-hmm. uh it's really neat like you know he does like the you know like you do like the three or four different frames in the video where he's playing like you know two or three different guitars at the same time and you can you know hear where Ooh. it's layered and whatnot his his stuff is really, really good. But so, you know, uh, longtime listeners know I like to lean into the uh, more traditional uh, uh, transition wipe from the uh, from the original 80s Transformers cartoon. But, you know, you know what I found is that now that I, I I'm listening to more Transformers related podcasts and what I'm finding mm-hmm. is that everybody uses that fucking transition. So um, so yeah. I, so I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking. I'm thinking of trying to branch out and do so. So I'm I'm gonna lean on this for a while. And anyway, I just I just really like it. In fact, <laughs> I like it so much I'm gonna hit it again. Shout out to Star White. And it works for- because you're transitioning from this to the meat and potatoes of the podcast anyway. So it works. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So, so Dave, you have done yeah. um, exhaustive research about the uh, slate of upcoming mid-season replacement TV shows. This is, uh, you know, a follow-up to our fall TV preview, and we'll do uh, do a little bit of uh, follow-up uh, towards the end of the conversation. But, uh, but take us there, my friend. What, uh, where, where would you like to start, and what do you, what would you like to talk about? Well, first off, I want to talk about how. What the fuck happened to networks having shows on the whole year without changing them upwards of three times during that uh, during that year? Because yeah. good lord, there's some of these. There's some that start in January. There's some that like start again in January, but then pick up somewhere else on another night. And mm-hmm. I, it was very confusing doing the show prep for this. I got to tell you on some of these things, especially CBS, because apparently every night is Big Brother. Uh, not on CBS, according to some websites. But oh uh, yeah, well, well, once, yeah. <laughs> once, and and I know you'll get there. But once, uh, once Big Brother gets ahead of steam on it, it basically takes over that portion of the schedule. Um, you know, actually, I'm I I'm hoping to get with a previous guest co-host uh, Jason Marshall, host of the uh, We Don't Have Cookies podcast. He's uh he doesn't talk about his Big Brother fandom on his podcast as much. But when I interviewed him, it came out that he's like a huge Big Brother super fan. Um, uh, Lucky and I, we watch Big Brother. Um, we didn't used to. We had some friends of ours that that hooked us on it. And, and any kind of show that you get hooked on, there's no going back. Sometimes it's better than yeah. others, but it, uh, <laughs> it, it does dominate our thing. I, um, uh, it's interesting that they're doing it in the winter. They usually do it in the summer. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting well, us I'm getting it's us a way edition this time. So well, and they did that, it last year too. Yeah, and that's why. Uh, and and so yeah, so so we'll, we'll cross this off when we get to it. But yeah, I mean they they yeah. did a celebrity edition last year, and it was fine. Um, it's, it's, it wasn't as good as like, you know, a traditional season because, you know, you're, you're treating these quote unquote celebrities, um, differently than you would say, uh, civilians. Um, so I mean, they're usually like what D and E list celebrities anyways, maybe the occasional C find its way into one of these type of shows. Exactly. And I, I don't even yeah. remember the name of the gal that won. She she was like in musicals and stuff. I want to say she was in like Wicked ah. or something like that. I mean, funny lady. She was great on the show, but her uh, her sidekick, uh, her number two who ended up coming in uh, second place, uh, Ross Matthews, um, who oh, okay. I, you know, and I, I, uh, I, <laughs> It's it's so embarrassing. I have like these weird, uh, guilty pleasures. I I actually think Ross Matthews is pretty funny, um, and I <laughs> and I know somebody as curmudgeonly and salty as me shouldn't, but for some reason I do get like this weird uh, quirk of delight uh, when I see him doing stuff. Um, but yeah, anyway. So so that that's that's my bit on uh, Celebrity Big Brother. I'm gonna leave it there for okay. now. Um, yeah, please please get us back on on schedule because I certainly. Well, uh, can. I'm just going to go with this because uh, I I was kind of wrestling with how to uh, do this format. I didn't want to go into as much detail as we did in the fall because there's only about 14 or 15 new shows that are popping up throughout the uh, next four or five months on the network TV. Uh, So I thought we'd focus on that. And then there are, there is some schedule changes uh, for a couple of shows going into the, uh, the winter premiere. So I'll, I'll go over those as well, but uh, where I want to start in, do you remember Roswell 
from the, yeah. uh, like, I want to say early 2000s, maybe, or early mid-2000s? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I remember the show. I didn't watch it. I wasn't a fan, uh, but I, I remember it being a thing, and I think I remember it being uh, fondly remembered and maybe gone too soon, kind of in that category, but outside of that, my, my, uh, my interest and awareness is very narrow. Okay, I was wondering if you had watched it. I wasn't sure because uh, there's a new one. It's actually called Roswell, New Mexico this time, um, and it follows around. Uh, it, it's very teenage angsty. I'm gonna throw that out there right out front, <laughs> but with aliens. It, it, it looks <laughs> kind of intriguing to a point, but then again, it's the CW, and if it's not a uh, superhero show, I don't know if it has much many legs outside of All American. But I might get this a uh, get this a go for the first episode just to see if it can uh, dig those hooks into me uh, going forward. It, it, the trailer did enough to make me wonder, at least. Interesting. So it's uh, um, so it it's called. Yeah, you don't you don't have the magazine like you did in the fall. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I I don't. Um, I and I was that's looking. That's why this also sucks. <laughs> <laughs> them flipping shows on us and premiering stuff in january instead of fucking september like the old days used to be yeah like cram exactly. it all into into half seasons now <laughs> well and I, and i wonder because um you know and i keep trying to to undercut you and I, I i don't mean to but i uh part of the conversation is you know what's the deal with all of these weird shifts and i wonder mm-hmm. if the um if the networks are just getting hip to people are just doing dvr and streaming and i wonder if it even matters when a show is on tv or not but uh, that's a whole discussion for another day because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I begin into the uh, arguments with uh, some of my friends in the wrestling group that I'm in about the uh, about how Raw's ratings are falling under ones, and it's like, oh, ratings don't matter anymore because this, this, and this. Yeah, to a point, you're right, but still, it's still the Bible to advertisers. So until that changes, it does kind of matter. But <laughs> yeah, and and I agree with you on that. You know, uh, especially with uh, with uh, with my background and and mm-hmm. uh, current employment. So so yeah, so so Roswell, New Mexico. You're you're going to give that a shot. I will give that a shot. Um, that one uh, premieres on January fifteenth, uh, the nine o'clock time slot, right after the Flash. Oh, okay. On the C dub, so it has a it has a decent lead in at least. So I'm sure there'll be some carryover from the Flash into that, uh, into the Roswell, New Mexico, at least the beginning. Right. Um, that, that's you'll be on Tuesdays, by the way. I, I should probably mention the days. I'm just going to go through like day by day. There, like I said, there's very few of these, so I should we should be able to breeze through these pretty easy. Um, you're you were a fan of uh, America's Got Talent, correct? At least for a while. Yes. Well, and and last year, and I think we discussed this during our our mm-hmm. other TV shows, um, our, our TV specials. I mean, um, I uh, I forgot to stop watching last year. I, I yeah, told myself same. I was going to. I think I think that's one of those things where I just I either watch out of obligation or lack of other options. But yeah, I mean, uh, my wife and I we sat down and watched the entire season last year. It was pretty unremarkable, but I mean, shrug whatevs. 
Well, this one might hook you in because uh, there's some acts that I am very excited to see again. Uh, America's Got Talent Champions is going to debut on NBC at 8 o'clock on Mondays. And that is going to be beginning on uh, the 7th of January, so right after the new year. Uh, it's basically they grab 50 champions from all the um, uh, Got Talent shows around the world. So America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent, Australia's oh, Got Talent, et cetera, okay. et cetera. Um, some of the names I've seen already on there, uh, Susan Boyle, the, the, of course, breakout hit of Britain's Got Talent all those yeah. years ago, uh, Tate Face, uh, John Dornboss, like pretty much all the season 11 top 10 are going to be in this thing. Sophie Dossi, the uh, contortionist with the bow and arrow. Okay. Um, the uh, the clairvoyance, uh, last year's winner, or, or this past season's winner, uh, I can't remember the magician's name that won. Uh, the uh, the Asian gentleman. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. D- doing the the close up hand magic and stuff. Yeah, he that, was really yeah, cool. I, magic. I I liked him. Uh, he, it sounds uh, like he's going to get uh, creamed in this though. <laughs> but. Yeah, it, it's it's stacked. Um, I, I am mainly watching for tape face. I'm not going to lie. Sure. <laughs> I, I was a fan of, of a lot of the season 11 acts and it looked like a lot of them are being brought back, but uh, like Pip the magic dragon is going to be there. Um, Terry Fader, uh, the, the very first AGT winner is going to be on this. I can't remember her name, but she was a child at the time. Now she's right. grown up. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting thing. I mean, and the only thing I'm going to hate about this is that we won't get to see like the bad auditions because that's my favorite part of the auditions is oh, the, yeah. uh, the people that think they have talent, but they don't. Or they have a talent that's just bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, you no know, I, I, I used to be a fan of that. Um, I think through the editing and all of that, that, you know, like they've, um, it, it's, it's too, it's overly produced. At, at this point, mm-hmm. and but I will say on the flip side that the that the show has become tighter over the last couple seasons. You know, it's on for like you get one show and then you get like a result show and like that's it. And I remember yeah. like there was a time like I don't know maybe five six years ago where it would dominate the night. It would be like three airings of two hours each. And mm-hmm. and it's and it's not that anymore. We're just doing quick and clean uh, hour shows and the two hour live shows. And and I think the show is better off for it. But mm-hmm. um, I I think I I'm just growing tired of the current judge panel. Um, I I think. Well, I, go ahead. As I say, well, you're gonna be tired of this then because uh, Howie, Heidi, Mel B, and Simon are gonna be the judges for the uh, champions. But we get a new host. Okay. It's not going to be Tyra Banks. It's It's going to be Terry Crews, and I'm excited for that. Oh. And we'll be talking about Terry Crews here in a little bit, too. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. You uh... you joined the NBC family in in a couple of different ways now. Mm -hmm. You you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. That's, uh, wow. Okay. So very good. So yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'm going to watch this. I mean, and I want to say they're, they're kicking it off with some kind of holiday special thing like next week for, for Christmas time, I think. Um, yeah, I I, think AGT does Christmas pretty much like, uh, some of the more popular singing acts, probably a couple of like the daredevil acts. Yeah. It's going to be a variety show and I'm going to watch it just because. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, I'm cool with that because then it kind of primes the pump 
to kind of you know get get AGT back in the consciousness to be like oh hey because you know it's it's basically one big commercial for this uh, yeah. AGT champion show which uh, I I tell you Dave I'm far more intrigued with it knowing that it's from the uh, the other iterations of the show from around the world because like when you mm-hmm. first told me it was like 50 acts I'm like. I don't know if you can get 50 acts, even though the show's been on for like 47 years. I don't know if right. you can get 50 acts that I'd be excited enough to be, um, you know, champions. Because theoretically, there's only 16 champions, but or, right. or however. I'm trying to remember yeah, how long they're using the, the term on. champions for this as uh, as being like in the top ten, basically making sure. it a finale show. So I said like so- Sophie Dossie's on there, uh, John Dormas, the Clairvoyants, mm-hmm. uh, a couple runners up, Tape Bases on there. Yeah, like I said, it's it, it. They they use the term champions loosely, but sure. even then, getting in the top ten of the show is a feat in itself. Really, yeah, with all the people that have to beat to get to that point. Yeah, I I agree with you, and I I think it'll be a fun watch, and and I'm in, and quite frankly, I think this would be good for um, uh, jaded fans like myself. You know, it's like, oh, this is, this is why I liked this. Okay, and it's not in the summer; it's in the it's in the winter time, so you can build your schedule, or you can watch on demand, or watch it live on Monday nights. Exactly. I mean, it's going up against the Bachelor, Arrow, and. Uh, the neighborhood on CBS and the resident okay. on Fox, so it doesn't have too terrible of uh, of uh, competition. But I mean, you you have those bachelor fanatics who still want to watch in season one hundred ninety three. Oh sure, so, yeah, and yeah, that. Oh okay, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say. I mean, that that that's fair. I mean, because I mean that that's relatively good competition, um, as, as opposed to. NBC just lying down and conceding the night. I mean, there's something to be said for mm. that too. So, yeah, and uh, and that's pretty much all they have. And then they have, it's going to be two hours each week, and then there's going to be manifest on at ten. So yeah, it's pretty light on the NBC schedule on Monday. Uh, there is another one on Mondays that I'm interested in after mm. seeing the extended trailer, uh, The Passage on Fox. Yeah, uh, that was also debuting on. Uh, actually, that was going to be debuting on the 14th. Now, have you seen the extended trailer by chance with uh, I, Zach Morris in it? Because I didn't know Zach Morris was in this. <laughs> I I have not watched the extended trailers. I I've just seen uh, the uh, uh, the TV spots that they run during the Gifted, and I'm like, yeah. oh, this. So okay, so it's another X Men show. I already have an X Men show. That I'm not exactly what I thought. I I'm not it in the market not. for another. Really? Okay. It is not. It is more Outbreak than X-Men. Really? Yeah. Um, So they're trying to, basically the basis behind the show from what I gather from the trailer, and I tried to get this as on point as I could, Mm -hmm. uh, there's an epidemic uh, that the CDC or whatever they call themselves in the show is is scared about. Um, They developed this vaccine, but it ends up being something that makes you basically immune to everything. But it also makes you look like a zombie, basically. Oh. And they, yeah, it, it's like kind of like Walking Dead meets Outbreak meets um, like anything where you're trying to uh, run away from the government. Wow. I, I'm kind I, of intrigued. I, I, I want to see it <laughs> just to see what it's going to be like. And Zach Morris acting serious, I, I'm always for that. You know, uh, 
uh, Mark Paul Gosler, he's he. He's a he's done some pretty good dramatic turns. Like he was on, yes. you know, like like CSI a number of years ago as like, like kind of like that season's villain, um, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's done a few other things. I I can't think of off the top of my head, but yeah, no, he uh, he um, he's a pretty good dramatic actor. He's he's turned in some really good performances. So that doesn't necessarily put me off. But yeah, Dave, I gotta watch that extended trailer because the show that you're describing is not what those TV spots are showing. Exactly. So. And I, like you, that was my exact thought when I first saw, started seeing these trailers for The Passage on, on the during the football games and whatever else was on. It's like, oh, God, they did another X-Men? Why? Yeah. No, it's not that at all. <laughs> Fascinating. So, um, and one more thing about Zach Morris. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, for if you haven't followed this page on Facebook yet, go get this a follow. It's called Zach Morris's Trash. It points out everything in Saved by the Bell that's wrong with Zach Morris, and it's enlightening. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Saved by the Bell growing up, he is a piece of shit. Those videos are he pretty truly funny. was. <laughs> I, I mean, they they kind of take some creative licensing with the with the way that they construct the narrative of those videos. But I I really enjoy it. That it's very very clever. You know, it's it's yes. one of those you know kind of you know uh, uh, cynical takedown type of things. You know, kind of mm-hmm. kind of like a cinema sins type of uh, type style yep. of humor, uh, which isn't bad. I mean, I I you know I likes me some cinema sins. Okay. Um, so yeah, so what, uh, who is next? Oh, I was going to stay on Mondays, uh, but this isn't going to be coming out until March. I'm only bringing this up because, uh, it involves one of our favorite people who was portrayed in a certain FX, uh, story about OJ Simpson. Apparently Marshall Clark's an executive producer in a show that's coming out in March. You you mean like called the fix. So like actual Marsha Clark, not uh, uh, not Sarah Paulson playing uh, Marsha Clark. I, I correct. It's oh, actual okay. Marsha Clark oh. as a executive producer. It's a show called The Fix. Hmm. Do you want to take a wild guess what it's about? Uh, before I just go into it, I'm imagining uh, something having to do with a corrupt justice system. Close. Oh, right. So a uh, a star, I believe, movie star in this one. Um, is believed to have killed his wife. All right. He gets off because the prosecution failed their assignment. Does this sound familiar oh at all? Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Look okay. up the fix on the trailer on YouTube, okay. and I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, she actually did a show about the O.J. trial, but it's not O.J. Well, Holy you know, write, write what you know, I guess. So, so the premise behind this is that the guy gets off, gets off shot free, marries somebody else. Uh, the prosecutor who failed goes into sec- in the seclusion up in Washington for eight years. Mm-hmm. Eight years later, guy comes up again on a murder charge, murdered his wife. So okay. now, now it's like redemption story type thing to finally put him behind bars for a murder. You know that that. That actually sounds kind of intriguing. I, I uh, it does, and I hate that it does because I don't want it to. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, basically the OJ story. Yeah, and and it takes like a, a fictionalized uh, twist. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's uh, some guilt there, especially with the uh, uh, the redemption angle of it. But I, I'm I'm cool with that. I and it's yep. funny as you, as you were telling it to me, I was hoping it was going to go either one of two ways, either a redemption story or vigilante justice. 
You know, it's like, yeah. and, you know, so like, you know, goes into seclusion for eight years and trains themselves to be uh, Batman or the Punisher or perhaps Wild Dog. This isn't law-abiding citizens by any means. <laughs> yeah, good call. Um, uh, but that's going to be on ABC at 10 p.m. starting March 18th. Uh, that'll be replacing uh, The Good Doctor, which should wrap up around that time. So, All right, so heading over to the Wednesday schedule, looks like I, there's a couple new ones coming on here. Um, the first one, did you know they made a spinoff of the Goldbergs that's starting this uh, winter? Okay, I have thoughts. I have okay. opinion. <laughs> I want to talk about hey, hey, this. Mike, hey, Mike, school me. School me. Uh, okay, I talk about this. So, okay, so um, my wife and I have jumped back on the Goldbergs. We've we've been watching all season. It's it's fine. Um, it, mm-hmm. If it's not your cup of tea, that's fine too. I I think it has long since kind of outrun its premise. Like uh, this, uh, the most recent episode we saw. Um, you know, speaking of the holidays and Christmas, it it kind of tackles the whole "Is Die Hard a Christmas movie?" type of thing. Mm-hmm. But this is this is kind of where you know, and I I've talked about this affectionately before how the the world of the Goldbergs exists in the uh, whimsical timey-wimey wibbly-wobbly time of 1980-something where basically the entirety of the 80s um, has happened and is happening and will happen you know it's it's it, it's a it's a weird time warp it's it really time is a construct exactly <laughs> so i mean i mean there's uh you know if if uh you find yourself being of like a science fiction mind you could be like you know trying to figure out where like the tear in the space-time continuum actually is but but mm-hmm. let, let me break this down for you it's you know mild spoiler for for this episode but basically like the episode opens where uh young adam goldberg who is um uh, uh, simultaneously like 12 and 14 and 17 by the way his character is presented it's it, right. it's very bizarre so he he goes to see die hard in the movie theater and then later in the episode they are watching die hard on tv and then even later in the episode, he, uh, um, young Adam wants to go to the movie theater to, uh, they, they want to go see um, Ishtar because they are going to show the trailer for Die Hard 2. All, oh my God. all of this is presented as happening like in the same time period. There's no weird time jumps or anything like that. And that that one was, I think, especially egregious. Like, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's one thing to where, you know, like uh, we're showing movies on TV as well as in the theaters. You know, it's like there's a time where like, you know, going to see Return of the Jedi in the movie theater, but then going to the video store and renting Temple of Doom, you know, that that, that kind of right. stuff. Uh, and, and that you kind of overlook because, oh, hey, it's 1980 something it all happens you know it's all happening concurrently and whatever but that one that one really kind of kind of tweaked my melon a little bit but so (laughs) so i i I mean it's cute it's fine but um so as we're watching this we keep seeing this uh promo for this new goldberg spinoff 
um, where it, it takes one of the characters who is the uh, uh, fiance of. Uh, um, so the main character of the Goldbergs is Adam Goldberg. He's, you know, again, mm-hmm. it's, you know, through his kaleidoscope. And basically he has an older brother who in uh, the last couple seasons of the uh, TV show has gotten engaged to his high school sweetheart. And and that's kind of where a lot of the stories are coming from this season is their their adventures and engagement and 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 it's a whole bunch of sitcomy garbage. But this this new spinoff show centers around her and apparently Mm. she grows up to become a teacher at the same high school that the show of the Goldbergs takes place. And, yep, and it's in the nineties, not the eighties, nineteen ninety something. Yeah, from and, what I got out of the trailer. Exactly. And and the and the way that you can tell that, the only way you can tell that is because she, <laughs> at, at one point she's wearing a new kids on the block t shirt. Yeah. Um so it's like uh, okay. It so like it has like the pretty much the same cast of adult teacher people and it just kinda seems like it's this weird fish out of water thing, but it, it doesn't track and it doesn't make sense because the actress lady is still the same lady. So she's she's playing a teenager on the Goldbergs and now she's going to be playing older, I guess. <laughs> and, and it all just falls apart and it looks like garbage. But the the uh, so every time that promo comes off, I, I lean into Lucky. I'm like, yeah, we're not watching that. That looks like garbage. So, so will this be uh, the that 80s show to the Goldbergs, that 70s show, basically? Yes, and I want to tell you another story because, like this, they they the Goldbergs has tried this before. This is actually their second attempted spinoff. Um, either oh, yeah. either last year or year before, I don't remember which. Uh, basically, they I I remember they showed like um, an episode of I I want to say they called it ninety something. That was the name of the show. Um, yeah, it was. Yep, I remember that, and then it got people off on. And and yeah, so it, uh, I don't know. See, Viva Laughlin at least got two episodes, right? No, they got one. Oh, okay. So this they was got just the debut episode, and then it's like, yeah, we're not doing the same more. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this this was it wasn't advertised as a pilot. They just kind of showed it at the end of a Goldberg's episode, and like you're following this uh, um, th- this other group of characters, and it's the same damn thing as this schooled garbage. In that, like, we're spending time oh. at the high school in the '90s. So basically, what they did was they took the the frame the the framework of the failed pilot 90 something the goldberg spinoff threw in um that uh the laney character um made her a teacher for some reason and that's the show and it was interesting because uh. like the protagonist of uh 90 something was a uh, uh african-american teenager i don't i don't remember if she was like the daughter of one of the other characters but it's basically mm-hmm. somebody like starting high school very young character and it was going to be kind of she would basically become like the adam goldberg of 90 something and and that right. didn't work but what i saw as i'm watching more of these promos that character is also part of this show so she's she's shown giving this uh this teacher some lip uh and i'm just like and like what are we doing and i've spent way too much time talking about this particular show but it's like every time i see that promo it bothers me because it's like i uh um it it just feels forced 
And and it feels especially forced because they've tried to spin off this show once and you know for whatever reason or the other it's it's not going to happen. So it's like quit trying to make a Goldberg spin-off happen. It's not going to happen. Right. Well, uh, what if I were to tell you that Schooled, which is the name of the show, that uh, debuts on January 9th at 8.30 right after the Goldberg, so right before Modern Family. I'm not uh, watching it. season. Not watching uh, it. On ABC. No, I don't blame you, but I'll tell you the one I'm not watching on Wednesday nights. Mm. And that's over on Fox at 9 p.m. A new game show, question mark, <laughs> where people sing behind the mask and... A panel of oh, celebrities have to guess who it is. My good, yeah, this and looks like the fucking stupidest thing I have ever seen in my life. And how it got greenlit, they should, whoever greenlit this should be fired and never allowed near a TV studio again. Yeah, and and again, we're talking about the masked singer, which I which I see, yes. um, I I see too many commercials for during my football games. And mm-hmm. I agree with you, Dave. This looks like hot garbage. And that's another one where Lucky and I are watching football games. I'm like, we're not watching that. And yeah. and uh, she's like, well, it looks dumb. I'm like, of course. It, I mean, you're welcome to watch it if you'd like. But I, I am I'm not watching it with you. And it's funny. Recently, like I, I think they showed a promo uh, uh, during this last weekend's uh, games. And I, I kind of leaned in. I'm like, OK, all right. Here's the deal. <laughs> you can watch an episode and you let me know how bad it is. Yep. <laughs> I don't think she's going to go for that, but but yeah, no, but but yeah, no, and and you talked about uh, a celebrity panel and again, we're we're using the same quote marks for this celebrity yep. panel as we're using for Celebrity Big Brother. I mean, it's like my fingers are aching for the amount of like air quotes that I'm doing with my <laughs> my fingers. I mean, I I I think Ken Jeong is 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 okay enough, but I'm really tired of seeing him on my television. He just I I think he needs to go into TV jail for a few. Um, yeah, I mean, he was good on Community as yeah. uh, as the Spanish teacher. Uh, he was fine doing that, but then he just like blew up when he did Dr. Ken and all the Hangover movies and whatever else he ended up doing. Mm-hmm. He became the, the token Chinese guy, basically, to go to. Exactly. <laughs> if you need a Chinese guy, there's Shen Zhong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he uh, popped up on that uh, that wretched Gong Show remake. That, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I mean, speaking of uh, uh, Mike Myers and heavy makeup, but uh, but right. yeah, no, I just, you know, for for so many reasons, I um, I want nothing to do with this. And I bet you and let's let's play some speculation game here, because the whole gimmick is basically it's it's the voice, but with uh, with a with costumes, essentially, right? Elaborate costumes where you can't tell anything about who's under this mask or head head headdress thing whatever yeah. whatever they want to hide behind um and and I'll, I'll land on this point here for a minute mm-hmm. remember this is the last the last we'll see of the fox lineup in this iteration because as we all know next that's uh, fall thursday night football is dominating on thursdays wwe smackdown on fridays that takes up two full nights of fox programming that there's not going to be anything on for three to four months. And then on Friday is actually year round. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of things. They're probably just throwing out there just to see what sticks to see what survives going into the 2019 fall TV season. 
You know, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, when the writer strike hit back in like mm-hmm. what, 2008, oh, 2009. Oh, seven, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we're just like, we're there, there was just this diarrhea vomit of, uh, you know, reality TV shows and, you know, stuff that you can do on the cheap and do it quick. You know, like you had a mm-hmm. whole lot of like, improv related type comedy uh reality shows and things like that and and this this has the stink of that uh to me and but what i'm wondering is if they are building towards something that is uh memeable that you know perhaps will you know quote unquote break the internet and i just i could just feel the bile in the in the back of my throat when yep. i say some of these terms like yep. you know break the internet and just ugh. but uh, but i i wonder if there's like a secret lady gaga under one of one of those fucking masks to where it's like or, oh or christina like like ken john thing like swears up and down it is in the preview Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, see, see, I can't yeah. take credit for any of that. That was telegraphed in the previews. I thought I had my own independent thought. Turns out I was just easily influenced by the, f- yeah. So, but, but I, I really do think that that's what they're going to do. You know, somebody, and yeah. and it's probably going to be like during like some kind of like the what they're presenting as like the the terrible auditions. And it's mm-hmm. like somebody singing off key. They pull off a helmet, and and there's your 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 Christina Aguilera or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, right. th- th- this looks terrible. Um, and and it I does. and I wish it a a horrible, painful end. Yes, same. Uh, let's move on to Thursday. Um, I'll get to a, like I said, I'll get to a couple of the returning shows from the fall into the winter after we go over the new shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of new ones that I'm. At least one that I'm intrigued on on NBC, and it is actually a game show. It's kind of like Ninja Warrior, but it turns it up a notch. Sure. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. It's called The Titan Games, hosted by The Rock. Yeah, uh, yeah. On NBC. That's going to be uh, debuting on January 3rd uh, at 8 p.m. Um, it's going to be the lead-in into the, uh, what was it, Musty Thursdays? Is that what it used to be called for NBC? Could be. Um, I don't remember yeah, what they I, called I, that I think, lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think I'm conflating that with ABC. Like somebody was doing like the TGIT for a while there, but that I, was ABC. Yeah, that's yep. ABC. No. Um, so yeah, I I don't even know anymore. Um, this uh, yeah. th- this looks kind of okay. Um, yeah. I I generally don't go for these types of shows. Like they had like you know like the 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 Spartan Challenge where it's just a bunch of people like rolling around in the mud, beating mm-hmm. themselves up, and th- that's and. Um, oh, See, I, to me, this looks like Guts on steroids. You remember Nickelodeon Guts with Michael <laughs> Malley? That, that's what, I mean, there's that's a giant a, mountain. That's like a giant agro, agro crag right there. That's a good call. <laughs> you get a piece call. of the agro crag, I will fucking mark out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not bad. And, you know, it's uh, the, the pump is primed for some 90s nostalgia. I mean, oh, it is. Well, and it's interesting because you would think that you could do a lot of these shows, as you were saying, Dave, just kind of kicked up a notch. You know, bring back, mm-hmm. you know, do guts, do Legends of the Hidden Temple, do Nick Arcade. You well, know, why not? Well, they have the. They, oh God! As long as they put Battletoads on Nick Arcade, that's all I care about. Because kids today will never, ever, ever get past the first <laughs> five minutes of Battletoads, let alone beat the damn thing. The game is so hard. <laughs> It is so hard, but yeah, no, this, uh, and you know, I, and, and it's well documented in previous episodes, how, how much I'm enamored with the rock. I mean, it's like, I, mm-hmm. I, 
dude, I went to go see Skyscraper. I like The Rock so much, and that movie sucks. Oh, you poor soul. Um, well, <laughs> I, I mean, have not heard a single good thing about that damn movie. It, it's it's outside not of The Rock in it. It's not good, <laughs> other than perhaps it's a um, it's it, it's an imaginary head cannon sequel to The Dark Knight because basically uh, it, ha- it has the uh, uh, the uh, the Asian Hong Kong uh, money guy in it you mm-hmm. know like the, the 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 guy that was good with calculation so basically yeah. like this is what happens to him after the dark night he goes back to hong kong and builds this giant uh, uh computer generated skyscraper and hires the rock to uh be the security chief i think that's canon i yeah that yeah okay. skyscraper is a sequel to the dark night i'm just i'm just gonna say <laughs> that here now uh but anyway yeah go. no i i'll probably watch it uh the titan games yeah, I'll, I'll check I, it I out at least cool. the first couple episodes mm-hmm um, that, that's going to be the lead in at least, uh, for the first little bit into, uh, I guess we can talk about it now since it is technically a new show on the network. Okay. Um, Brooklyn nine, nine little show that used to be on another network, mm-hmm. uh, making its way over to NBC, Andy Samberg coming home, baby. <laughs> and, uh, and they, and they've been running those promos too. And it's, uh, the dream th- or the the sequence about it, uh, the 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 um, what's it called recruitment video? Yep, where he's on the skyscraper. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. I, I'm glad, you know what I'm glad most about because after seeing uh, apparently Last Man Standing when they moved uh, from ABC to Fox, I guess they lost at least one cast member. They had to recast somebody on the show. Oh, I'm not seeing that with Brooklyn Nine Nine. It looks like everybody's here, and I'm so happy about that. Because I don't think you could recast any member of that team at this point. Well, I I don't have it in front of me, but I thought that uh, Chelsea Peretti, uh, uh, Gina, w- wasn't continuing with uh, with the show. I I thought I saw her in the uh, in the promo. At least they're running uh, they're running her in the uh, initial promos. I thought. Or or maybe it's like she's not a series regular or something. I I, I don't remember. Yeah. It, it was a story. She kind from, of took a step back during the pregnancy of uh, what was it, season four? I think she wasn't on hmm. like the full season or yeah. something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, but as long as we get some Gina, it's better than no Gina or a recast Gina because no, I don't yeah. think anybody else could pull that off. <laughs> well, well, Gina is a savory spice in that. Like you know, yeah. I mean, because like some of the more Gina heavy episodes gets to be a little too much. But yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, I, I think all of the characters are. Um, iconic enough to where yeah, it's like you just you just leave it alone, and I and I'm I am so glad that uh, that the show does have a new life. I know we've spent uh, a great deal of time talking about you know when is it time to let a show go, and in uh, in this instance, I I'm really glad that you know we're we're getting a couple more bites at the at that apple, and that there's maybe a little more gas in the tank. So I'm I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really hoping we get it. a Halloween episode out of it. Since we're not, uh, they're not going to be on during the Halloween season. I hope we still get a Halloween episode of it because those are some of the funnest episodes I think I've seen. <laughs> yeah, it it really does. I mean, it, it's a tradition on par with uh, the community paintball episodes. You know, I think yes. just in terms of like something you like actually look forward to. It's like, oh yeah, this is this is pretty cool. But yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked for uh, for the return of nine 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 nine. <laughs> Yes, nine nine, <laughs> and, uh, and that and thank you for that, by the way, because uh, I know you were like bashing me over the head with the Brooklyn Nine Nine chair until I finally succumbed and watched it, and I'm yeah. so glad I did. And, and you were right; the, 
I, I don't want to say hatred or even disdain for Andy Samberg. Just I don't care about him yeah. on his own. But our, the cast around him, I think, made me care about him more than I thought they would. So props yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, I I agree with you 100%. I'm, I'm glad you picked up on it uh, because, yeah, it's like, you know, if, if, that, if that's – if that's your barrier, you know, if Andy Samberg is a barrier, and and I could see that for a lot of people, and and I'm with you, Dave. I'm kind of, uh, you know, a, a Samberg indifferent also. Um, but mm-hmm. it's but it's like if that if that's your barrier, oh, let me show you around. You know, it's like let, yes. let let's find a way around that barrier because there there are. Here, I mean, meet it, Captain Ray Holt. There this it will is. Be the reason you only care about him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, man. Uh, there's there's one more on uh, on Thursday that's brand new on CBS. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Fam. For uh, I, the, I I missed oh, the. I, well, I was gonna say it's like I. I, I think I was I was looking at my phone when a promo for this ran and so like I didn't I didn't actually see it. I just saw I saw it across my screen in like that that same God friended me font where I'm you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a sec too, but mm-hmm. but in that same font where it just says fam and I'm just like what is this? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean that that term was tired when I was using it at the college radio station back in 2015. What are we yeah, talking it's not about? Licked or on fleek anymore? So do we need to let fam die? Yeah, along the lines of uh, whatever uh, Donald Trump Jr. told. I forgot which one it was. I think it was lit actually. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, so 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 what? It's basically a. Uh, um, a coming together of two family story uh guys engaged to a woman uh the girl i guess comes from a not so good family uh, the father is gary cole so at least there's that um and he's a cop he didn't really want kids uh, she has a messed up sister um where he comes from like a, a proper upper middle class uh african-american family sure. and their worlds collide so yeah it's one of those type of shows uh. <laughs> That, that's um yeah. you're not doing it any favors that sounds terrible yeah uh like i said gary cole seems to be the only redeeming factor of that show from what i saw of the previews now where where do i know him from uh talladega nights uh he was ricky bobby's dad oh, um, he's been in a yeah, slew okay. of stuff yeah um, Got it. it would take me probably about another hour to name pretty much everything he's done. No, no, that's, th- that's okay. Yeah. I just needed an entry point because I'm, I'm like, I it just wasn't clicking. You know the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I was just sitting here, you know, if I, you know, uh, just snapping my fingers, and I'm just like, oh, God, I know that guy. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. But, um, uh, that's going to be on CBS at 930. Uh, that's going to be right after Mom and right before SWAT on the CBS Thursday lineup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, take it or leave it. It's one of those type of things. Yeah. Um, and we'll come back to Thursdays here in a moment because there's a couple of big ones on there. Uh, okay. One returning for for their debut for the winter and one returning from the fall mm. over to uh, the winter, but co- coming on to a new night, which we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, over on Friday, not much going on that's new. Like, it's pretty much a uh, a repeat of the fall stuff um yeah <laughs> and saturday apparently tv doesn't exist because i couldn't find a goddamn thing that debuted on saturday on well, any of the networks and and, and it's, <laughs> inter- it's interesting that you mentioned that dave because like one of the things that i i 
didn't find the opportunity to uh, research, but I I haven't seen what like the rash of like cancellations have been. Um, and because usually what will happen is like on those Saturdays, that's where the the networks will shit out the 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 remaining episodes mm-hmm. of whatever canceled show there was. Like you know, uh, back in the in the uh, late fall, you know that that's where I got to see those last handful of episodes of uh, uh, me, myself, and I. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. So I I but I don't really know what we would put there because I don't really have a good bearing on what. It's been uh, what's been canceled. So, uh, yeah, and I couldn't really find that either. I, I know um, shows that are not on anymore from the fall into the winter, like, for example, on CBS, uh, Happy the Other uh, with David Wayne Jr., which mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, that they just didn't order, it order any more episodes for this season. They didn't say it wouldn't be back next season. But they didn't say it would be either. So I think pretty much everything is in limbo at this point because I haven't seen word one of any cancellations. Even Rel somehow hasn't been canceled yet, which I have no idea how that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the further adventures of Get Out's friend uh, hasn't had a yeah. new episode since Halloween, but whatever. Yeah, see, and I, right. I think... I, I think you're onto something there, Dave, because I, you know, because one of the things that... I think we were going to talk about during this episode is, you know, usually there's some some kind of sensationalistic article saying like, you know, your favorite shows have been canceled or like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, here's a here's or what's on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and there's been none of that. So I don't know if just culturally we're moving away from that and we're just putting stuff like on indefinite hiatus or we're just not ordering any more episodes i i yeah i just i i don't know why the networks might be afraid of the label of canceled but mm. yeah i well, maybe like stuff like lucifer designated survivor etc um, who have been revived by the streaming services, maybe that played a factor into it. I, I oh. want to take some stock into that, maybe, that maybe they don't want to release something to, to to one of these streaming services. Maybe they want to, like, negotiate it behind the scenes. Like, oh, yeah, we moved it over to Amazon Prime because of this reason. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. Like, like there's, a, there's a few uh, conspiracy theories I have about that. Yeah, no. None of which I, have any basis for anything outside of my brain, but. Right, that, but that, no, I, I think you're really onto something. I think you're kind of cracking something open because what if, like, let's, let's take the example of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And let's mm-hmm. say instead of Fox announcing that they are canceling it, meaning they're ceasing production and the show is canceled, instead mm-hmm. they put it in this production limbo where they're like, they haven't ordered new episodes, but likewise they haven't canceled it. That then takes away the opportunity for NBC to scoop it up because it's not a canceled TV show. They haven't mm-hmm. released that property. So you would get stuff where uh, Lucifer doesn't end up on Netflix. Uh, Brooklyn right. Nine-Nine doesn't end up on NBC. Uh, Last Man Standing doesn't end up on Fox. I mm-hmm. wonder if there's something to that and the networks are finally getting hip to, you know what, maybe we'll just hang on to this. Now, I don't know if yeah. it's one of those things where like, you know, if I can't play with the toys, then nobody can type of thing. Because really, I there mean, might be a little bit of that. yeah. And, and you know, the networks owe the audience nothing. 
You know, you know what I mean? It's it's like there's no obligation to be like, well, if you have it, then do something with it. It's like, no, I don't owe you anything. It's it's my intellectual property. I'll do with it as I please, up to and including doing nothing with it and preventing you from doing something with it. So, Well, uh, let me add another layer to this uh, conspiracy theory. Sure. Um, CBS, they yeah. have their, uh, their app that they charge for. They yep. have exclusive stuff on there. What's to stop? say fox from putting rail on a subscription service why Mm -hmm. anybody would want to pay just for that (laughs) who knows but just using that as an example like they could move some of these shows especially given their their scheduling limitations going into the fall of next year who knows they could open up their uh their app into a paid paid service as well for exclusive shows and it it pads the roster of quote-unquote exclusive programming Exactly. So, yeah. so I mean, like, you know, people are people are cutting the cord. They're going to streaming. They're going to these apps. Mm-hmm. In the long run, it's more expensive, and I don't think the masses realize that yet. But it's happening, uh, nonetheless. Well, I mean, I don't have cable. I have uh, Sling TV, and I sure. have uh, Hulu and and Netflix that I got for a year uh, as a gift. And and then uh, Becky has Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. so we have all the stuff on there for free. Oh yeah, so I mean, you're you're pretty much good to go in terms of like stuff yeah. that you need to see. And the the thing also, you know, with we're in a post Netflix culture, I think um, viewers will tolerate garbage. Meaning having garbage yeah. on, because like a lot of like, you know, original programming like on Netflix or even some, I, I don't want to disparage anything in particular stuff I haven't seen, but what, mm-hmm. what my understanding is, is for everything that's great, there's like three or four other things that are just garbage and filler. Yeah. And, I mean, they remade one day at a time on Netflix. I, I've seen a couple episodes. It, I didn't like it. It didn't, to me, it didn't hold up to the original, but right. people enjoy it. So they, it's there. Well, and, and I wonder if that's a world in which REL can exist, meaning like, yeah. you know, you're, you're not putting it on network TV anymore, but suddenly it, it's been on for two seasons on the, you know, on, on whatever streaming app. Interesting. I mean, Mindy Project did that. Uh, they went to Hulu for a couple of seasons uh, and yeah. the show after they got booted off of Fox. So, right, right. I mean, it's possible. And I mean, Polar House just came back this past uh, Friday for their, I think, fourth season oh on God. Netflix. And there's no end in sight for that one. That thing is uh, still they're not They're not Disney or Mar- Marvel, so they're, they're safe. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. So, all right. So uh, let's uh, l- let's continue on. Yeah, and on the theory of streaming again, uh, I just have one more that I almost forgot about on mm. Sundays, uh, starting in, uh, let me get my notes out, mm-hmm. uh, March, actually, March 3rd, uh, there's going to be a new installment of Cosmos, uh, which is subtitled Possible Worlds. Oh, okay. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is still the host of it, even though he's had some uh, <laughs> some Me Too ooh, trouble. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ooh. Neil deGrasse Tyson got me tooed. I I like, I mean, and I don't mean to be insensitive to the Me Too movement because, I mean, again, we've talked about this in other shows, how that kind of gets thrown around inappropriately. But it is weird how that ends up becoming like a verb, like, you know, to Mm -hmm. me too someone or they got me tooed. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, and and if those allegations are true, I mean, yeah. Dude's a fucking scumbag. So I, I, I don't yep. know. I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to litigate that now. But like up until 
you know the the allegations came out it's like i can i could get down on some cosmos i thought i thought that revival mm-hmm. that they did you know that uh seth mcfarland of all people um you know, oh, I know. Uh, um, he's doing everything now yeah he, he has his hands in like every aspect of media i think now like he's doing like the the million ways of that in the west the ted movies uh the Orville, uh, yeah. now Cosmos, Family Guy still. I mean, so many anima- animated shows that he has now. Yeah. He's and- like... Uh, what, what's he called? He's a Renaissance man, basically, in media. Yeah, <laughs> and some of that is even good, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was talking about bringing the Flintstones back at one point and putting a adult spin on it. Not not like adults only, but like a right. TV-14 type uh Tag onto it. Wow, he, uh, you know, as as we are four tangents deep, he must have gone to yep. his uh, uh, local comic shop and picked up a copy of DC Comics' new uh, version of the Flintstones. They they did mm-hmm. it as like a six issue miniseries, and it's um um it's really dark. very good. No, it's not it's not dark, but oh, okay. what it what it does is it 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 handles uh, contemporary topics through the lens of the Flintstones. So they're talking about like, you know, uh, religion and same-sex mm-hmm. marriage and just, uh, you know, like, uh, um, you know, some relevant social commentary. But again, it's it's through the kaleidoscope of the Flintstones and it's told very earnestly. And it's, uh, I mean... It's it it's one of the biggest comic book surprises that you'll you, that you'll run into. It's like this is the Flintstones, and you read it, and you know if you go back to like the the original original run of the Flintstones, it was basically the Honeymooners in animated form. Yep. Um, and that had some kind of you know I I I I I hesitate to use the word biting, but you know I mean some some social commentary and and mm-hmm. you know there there was there was an edge and a sharpness to it and so i mean if um if somebody like say seth mcfarland can you know take a hold of the flintstones and do half of what they were doing in that comic book and you know kind of take some of the the uh reverential uh sensibilities that he does with the orville then you know i i i I I could support that, but but we're not talking about any of that now because like uh, right, but but we'll but we'll get there. So anyway, so uh, we left off on Cosmos, right? Yeah, no, no, that's the final like brand new show uh, debuting this winter. Um, there's of course gonna be like American Idol coming back in March on uh, the ABC network. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matt LeBlanc's uh, CBS series, Matt with a Plan, comes back. Uh, on Monday on uh, CBS at 8.30. Uh, I'm trying to see what else is coming back. That wasn't in the fall, uh, so I can tag in. Now, oh, sure. I'll skip over Thursdays because there's the obvious one there that I'm sure we're going to spend a minute on mm-hmm. uh, talking about. Um, <laughs> they flip-flopped Lethal Weapon and The Gifted for some reason going into the winter. Uh, Lethal Weapon now on before The, before the Gifted. Or it used to be the other way around, if I remember right. Wait a sec, time out. So, so yeah. lethal, lethal Weapon is coming back, meaning like they're... They, they have to finish out this season because they already have that film, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, Damon Wayans is, uh, is supposedly leaving as well. So if they, for some fucking reason, continue this show, it will be without Rick and Murtaugh going forward after this season. <laughs> 
Good Lord. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just looking over the other schedules. Oh, Survivor comes back in uh, in February on the CBS, mm-hmm. along with uh, Amazing Race back, uh, down in May. Um, yeah, that's about it as far as like coming back that wasn't on in the fall. If you want to know what else is going to be on, uh, just go back and listen to the fall TV preview. There you go. It will be that schedule minus what we talked about here. <laughs> Perfect. Very well said. Oh, I, I almost forgot one. Um, damn, I did forget one. Ah. On Friday on Fox, uh, going into the 9 p.m. slot, there's going to be a show called Proven Innocent. Uh, Ooh, this what's one looks that? kind of intriguing to me. Hmm. What's uh? uh yep. do, do you got like an elevator pitch on that one? Because I, I, I don't think I've heard of it. Uh, Proven Innocent, I, I just saw a really quick blurb. I couldn't really, I, I think I was just lost track of time and the, and the kids came home from school while I was doing show prep and I forgot to look at the trailer. But oh, uh, I did see a little blurb about this uh, not too long ago. It's, mm-hmm. it's like a courtroom type thing, um, basic, basic court uh, uh, show. But it's, it, if I remember writing this one, they talk about people who have been convicted that, new evidence has uh, come about or oh. something else has come forward that proved them to be innocent. Um, it, it looks pretty intriguing. Uh, but for it to go after uh, Last Man Standing and the Cool Kid, it's kind of like that going from comedy to comedy and then into seriousness. It's like, ooh. ooh that... it, it's working so far for a couple of the shows that we're into, but I don't know if Fox can pull it off. <laughs> that, uh, that, that reminds me of like when we're doing like America's Funniest Home Videos and then suddenly Dateline comes on. Yes. And it's like, whoa, oh buddy. It's, it's like, oh, man. <gasps> yeah, I just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if they if they could pull it off, uh, power to them. Yeah, good on them. <laughs> uh, and that's it for the uh, the returning that hadn't already been on um, in the fall. Uh, so I think we wanted to end this with, um, what we enjoyed, what we hated, uh, some, some thoughts on the fall TV lineup up until now. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one because I have a few that I want to talk about as well, but, uh, what was some of your takeaways from the fall TV, uh, season of 2018? Well, I, um, I, we didn't watch a whole lot of shows. Um, so, uh, you know, we picked up a couple, uh, one I was very interested in from jump, uh, one Mm -hmm. you convinced me to watch and, and we'll unpack Mm -hmm. that in a moment. Um, but, and there was, um, yeah, let me see. I'm trying to remember all of the different shows that we watch. Okay. So let me, let me see if I can unscramble this. So, um, so there was, there was, uh, one show that only one show I can think of that we tried, didn't like, and dropped, and that was FBI on CBS. We uh, we, yeah. we ah. get we gave it three episodes. Realized that it had um, just uh, cripplingly underwritten characters. There, there's mm-hmm. just like I mean, it's it's a Dick Wolf show, but I don't know if the um, there's no law and order magic to it, and I think it makes me realize because, like, uh, you know, like I, I watch a lot of law and order reruns, and I think a lot of that spice 
comes from the actors, from uh, from the performances that the people get, not necessarily the situations or the writing or whatever. So this is like the most boring police procedural I've seen in a really long time. And it just has, again, just just um, uh, completely uninteresting, um, unengaging performances uh, boring characters, and yeah, we again we we gave it a three episode try and then just dropped it like a like a bad habit. Um, so, ah. but on the flip side, I I have to report that the show that I think I was the most salty about and the most curmudgeon-y about, uh, but did end up kind of winning me over is that Magnum No Comma Pi. It's it's a fun really? show. It's a fun show. It's it's not great. I'm not going to say it's great or that even it's it's especially good. And I think I I think I said um the last time we spoke about TV shows, I think I had seen the pilot. And the pilot was a little bumpy in spots, but then like um I I wanted to see the episode after the pilot to kind of see how the regular series operates. And basically the regular series operates in the same way an episode of Hawaii Five O does. So it's um and if that's your thing if um you know and, and Dave you and I have spent a lot of time talking about kind of like the the cookie cutter by the number natures of a lot of CBS programming right mm-hmm. um but there's a reason why NCIS has been on the air for 25 years there there's a reason right. why like all 19 versions of CSI were were on the air for like you know uh, uh 34 years each or whatever I like, mean hell JAG lasted I think 11 uh, 10 or 11 exactly it, it was on there for a while you know and I think we should institute a new mandate that uh you know forget all of this stuff that Dave, you and I are talking about all shows should just be jag, all jag yes, all the should. time. All shows <laughs> should be jag. Yeah. So, like, uh, we we have a we have a local uh, uh, station here. It's a, it's like a HD station. It's a KVOS. It's out of Bellingham, I think. And they oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I think I've talked about this before, but like they they run this uh, network, quote unquote, called H and I Heroes and Icons, and they and like every night they have like a three or four hour uh, jag block. And mm-hmm. and you know we we don't we don't necessarily sit down and watch it, but it's generally on. So yeah, all shows should be jag. That's 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 my jag. And, and, uh, yeah, I remember when Access was HDNet, and uh, yeah. every morning it would have like a three or four hour block of uh, jag as well. So I miss, I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, all shows should be jag. But no, um, Magnum PI is is it's okay. Um, you uh, know, well, the, the, you gave it a lot longer than I did because I I watched that pilot. And I'm like, you can keep this ish because no, thank you. Oh yeah, I mean, again, that that pilot is rough, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's I, I'm not going to encourage you to rewatch it. Um, now I forget. Yeah. Do you do you uh, do you do the Hawaii Five O? Uh, no, I'm not a fan of that either. So that makes me oh, already well, like. Uh, Kind of assume that I wouldn't like the style of this Magnum No Comma Pi. Yeah, you're, then yeah, there there there's nothing there for you, and that's totally fine. Um, so, yeah. but I was surprised because for me it was just kind of the the pendulum swing between how salty I 
uh, was going into it and how much I could actually hang with it. I mean, it's something that I can have on while I'm while I'm while I'm tweeting or oh, okay. whatever. So um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I mean that that's totally fine. Um, um, another show that that I gave a shot to uh, was New Amsterdam, and that that's a that again that's another show that it's totally fine. I think the concept is. Uh, too big and too broad, um, but you know Ryan Eggold is is fine as as the lead. Um, I still wish he was a a former assassin on the road to redemption, but that's that's a different show. That's not this one. Um, but um, and that won't work in this setting because it's basically a hospital slash prison slash convenience store slash yeah, it's, uh, it's like a donut s- store. Like it's a, it's a bit of everything from yeah. what I understand of the show. Yeah, it's a it's a super complex, but I mean like the yeah. Um, but what happened was, and and again, uh, for full disclosure for folks that that may not have listened to all of these episodes, is that I uh, um we're we're still DVR people. So we, you know, we have a dish DVR and I think we can tape like two shows at the same time, maybe three years. I I don't know exactly how it works. It's one of those things that I'm sure if I call up the dish company, they'll be like, hey, we can give you this new super duper box that, you know, transforms into a robot or or something like that. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so so there are times where we run into timer conflicts and, you know, we can't necessarily watch all the shows. So there, so we were encountered with a choice when this uh, little show on ABC, uh, starring the the uh, perpetually ageless and charming, the uh, rampantly Canadian uh, Nathan Fillion, starring in The Rookie, came on in October mm-hmm. at the same time as New Amsterdam, and I'm like, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm like, because yeah. like you know from. Um, our previous episode in the fall TV preview, I said it's like that's the show I'm looking most forward to, and um, I'll I'll just kind of kick it off from there. Um, it uh, I'm glad that that's the show I was looking forward to, and not yeah. only was I not disappointed, but this is one of the fewest, rarest occasions that I can think of in recent memory where my expectations have been exceeded. This show is great. Yeah, I had no idea what was coming uh, out of this show, like the, the development of the characters mm-hmm. outside of uh, Nathan Fillion's character. I mean, Bradford, I'm, I'm convinced Bradford's going to probably either kill himself or kill somebody and get uh, get put in prison with his wife. That, I'm, I'm convinced of that by the end of the the winter season. I mean, it, there's so many layers to this. It, it's, it's what, 21 layer dip at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and, and the characters around Nathan Fillion are, mm-hmm. um, are are just you know just so wonderfully written, uh, a lot of deep characterization, and so again this is this is we're following Nathan Fillion. He uh, he is uh, witness to a bank robbery, and from that he gets the inspiration at the uh, at, at the uh, age of forty, I think, which is a bit of a stretch for Nathan Fillion because I think he's pushing fifty, but. He, uh, more, okay, so here's the thing. I'm 40, and I look at him, I'm right. like, oh, he's a little... Le-. Now, 
Anyway, um, so he uh, he joins the the Los Angeles Police Department because they uh, and Which, and this and this by is, the way is real in real life is yep. one of the I think two or three in the country that take uh, recruits at his age or older. Right, and so basically, it's kind of like his uh, second act. And that that's the gimmick of the show. But that and that was enough to lure me in. But then you get me all of these other characters, like the other two rookies that he's uh, mm-hmm. partnered with, one of which is, you know, the the son of an internal affairs uh, uh, guy, the captain of internal affairs, mm-hmm. you know, and all of the different conflicts that, you know, he runs into with. I mean, again, all of the characters are wonderful. And um, it, it was a lot of dynamic that I was really not expecting or anticipating. And in a, and you know, I'll even go on a limb and say that that Nathan Fillion's character, Officer uh, Officer Nolan, is probably the least interesting character on the show. And yeah. and 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 that's and that's not that's not an insult, but that that's to uh, say how much more interesting these other characters are as well. They've uh, they've really um, built a um, a nice tapestry around mm-hmm. this concept because it, it really is kind of gimmicky and even like the, no, those I, first couple trailers it you know it's kind of gimmicky you know we're making old guy yeah. jokes and and that and that stuff just falls away real quick oh yeah that like actually proved himself even even though he's proved himself time and time again that they still take little jabs at him but it's less and less as he gains more respect and mm-hmm. within the uh within the precinct which I like that aspect of it too. It's like, it's like it's not all just going to be old jokes for the whole entire season. Yeah, that was one thing I was actually worried about going into it. Oh sure, and and that's that that's a justifiable worry. But I I even like the way that it's shot too. Like you know we're doing a mm-hmm. lot of uh, body cam, we're the doing like, mm-hmm. like dash cam, and you know so it's got it's kind of got like a, you know kind of like a, a shaky cam uh, flavor to it occasionally. Um, but again, well, to I, go off on a tangent to build on that, I mean that's that's the thing nowadays. Like I, you, you've heard of live PD, I must say, correct on any, yeah, yeah, and, and they they've come out with many spinoffs. Or one of the latest ones is uh, live PD body cams hosted by Sean Stick Larkin, where everything is off of public uh, made public body cams, uh, dash cams, helicopter cams. There's no professional camera crew for this, and it's some of the most intense stuff that you'll see on TV nowadays. So ABC, I think, was ahead of that, Mm -hmm. knowing that that's the direction that they were starting to go into by doing more body cam shots, more dash cam shots. Uh, They were ahead of the time, I think, on that. Yeah, I I completely agree. So that was... uh... Um, it's just a really great show. So if so, if you mm-hmm. aren't watching it, go find it. Go watch it. It is it is totally and completely worth it. They uh they they just recently had their fall finale, and it does end mm-hmm. on a cliffhanger. And it's and it's weird. So so Dave, are you caught up? I was going to ask you the same thing. I am caught up. I want to make sure you were caught up. If we, if we were going to go this direction, so, all right, yeah, we're good. <laughs> so so let me give a uh, quick uh, uh, spoiler warning. Um, oh, this oh, is yeah. so terrible. We yeah, never so, do our warnings. Yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, tangents upon tangents, which you already found out, and uh, NSFW, which you already found out. Too. <laughs> I love that you're <laughs> mentioning this over an hour into the show. I but, know, but yeah, okay. So so they should know by now. <laughs> it, it's true. 
Yeah, spoilers. Freddie Mercury gets AIDS. So, so God there's there's your uh, so th- there's your spoiler warning for the uh, last episode of the Rookie. But yeah, no, it, it ends on a, a cliffhanger, and I'm kind of frustrated because it kind of ends on a, I, I guess a double cliffhanger because like you know, um, so bad guy finds out where Nathan Fillion lives. He has him on the ground. He's about to shoot him, and then you know you hear gunshot fade to black you know cliffhanger ending mm-hmm. what happened but then and this is after uh nathan fillion's uh, officer nolan shot the guy's brother that is alluded to shot shooting nolan right right and and that's like a you know huge huge major i mean really good episode actually just a, oh yeah and, and, and- and Timely, especially with all the all the uh, yeah. police brutality and using their gun too much, and I mean, full disclosure, very mm. justified in shooting uh, shooting the suspect because the way he was pulling his gun around, right? And that's how it is ninety nine point nine percent of the time, from what I've seen on body cams that mm-hmm. have been released. It's usually a justified killing because you, the police officer, their job is to go home. Their job is to make the street safe, to go home, so they can do it again tomorrow. Yeah. They don't have time to play around. Oh, is he going to shoot me? Is he going to shoot me? Mm-hmm. Oh, he shot me. Uh-oh, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not how it works. And and, <laughs> and the way they represented that it represented that in this episode, I think, was pretty flawless, to be honest. I agree. And the thing that I like about this show is that the violence is portrayed very realistically. I mean, not mm-hmm. from like a graphic perspective, but I mean like the actual human cost and human toll of that type of violence you know it's like you have the uh um uh, one character i don't remember his name but the the internal affairs guy's son you know he uh yeah west West, thank you Uh, he uh um you know freezes in in a firefight Mm -hmm. and then like you know he does it again and and, yeah and that Mm -hmm. was uh i mean that's just like incredibly gripping stuff the the way that that it's presented and and very realistically um i'll go one step farther the episode before uh the season finale where uh where Nolan and his training officer were uh, dealing with the uh, the guy with uh, mental issues with the oh line. my god, heart wrenching stuff. I mean that that's yeah. the thing too. And there's even like this this moment where like you know uh, so so I guess a spoiler alert for like the last several episodes <laughs> of the rookie. I mean I mean they're well within spoilers at this point. We're fine. Yeah. Um And uh, but but anyway, no the 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 heartbreaking part is where like this Hollywood producer guy is like, hey Nathan no. Fillion is. Is, is 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 this guy gonna need the the help that he needs? Yeah, no, probably not. And it's yep. and and again, it's true. And and that it's true. And and I I appreciate the commitment to realism there because it it's mm-hmm. it's a very grounded show and but it but it's not grim and gritty. It, it really yeah. isn't. I mean, it, it's you know the, they have fun. Oh, they absolutely. Have fun at the beginning of the episode usually. Yeah, and that's and and again, that's one of the things I like about it. I mean, it's 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 definitely it's got it's got a sense of humor, but more than anything, it's just got a lot of heart. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, but anyway, with the, with this this double cliffhanger thing that's got me so frustrated is like so so the guy's going to shoot Nathan Fillion. Uh, the the uh, screen goes black. He heard a gunshot. Then you see the credits and the promo for the you know episode coming back in you know after January, and you see the resolution of the cliffhanger that you just saw. And see, I'm lucky. I watched it on Hulu, so it doesn't show that on Hulu. 
so I'm lucky to have dodged that bullet. Oh, have you not seen it? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> oh, well, um, maybe maybe I should not spoil that then. Um, no, I, yeah, because uh, usually on Hulu, at least with the ABC shows, they don't show the uh, next weeks. I think Fox is the only one that they actually do that with. Okay. Show the following week's, well, okay. So, uh, teaser. so, so I'm not going to spoil it, but I think since since I spent so much time talking about yeah. it, I have to explain yeah, it a little up. bit. Basically, mm-hmm. what it does is it resolves the cliffhanger that that you see at the e- end of the episode, but then it ends on a different cliffhanger. Oh. So it it resolves one cliffhanger and then ends on another. So so the cliffhanger Ooh. aspect of it is still preserved. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it was just weird. It's like, how do you show that and then show that? Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that that's um, I I, I um, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. Uh, it, it, I mean, the rookie's coming back in uh, pretty quickly, actually, after the holiday too. So yeah. it'll be back in on uh, January 8th at uh, 10 p.m. after the. Uh, the Connors kids are all right. Blackish and uh, whatever the other show is, the the parent one that nobody cares about with Brad Garrett. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I keep seeing like the last five minutes of that. Uh, probably like in front of the Goldbergs, if I remember correctly. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh this this show looks terrible. I'm this glad I'm not. Wa- I'm yep. glad I'm not watching it. Likewise, that uh, that uh, uh, wretched American Housewife show that that comes on after the Goldbergs, and I see like. Uh, the way our DVR is, is we usually get like the last five minutes of the show mm-hmm. in front and the first two or three minutes of the show ahead. So it, it was kind of funny. So we're watching the Goldbergs and like it goes into um, American Housewives and we almost immediately turn it off because it, it's just garbage. Mm-hmm. But I remember yeah, like I uh, <laughs> either last year or year before um, uh, Speechless was on after uh, mm-hmm. Go- and we would watch that up until the DVR would cut off. And I, I think now, now that I've got like uh, Hulu or Amazon or whatever I've got, I, I, one of those platforms has it, and I think I actually want to go back and watch that show because it, it, it seemed okay. uh, seemed pretty cute. But I, I'm getting way far, uh, way far afield. Where, uh, where would you like to yeah. go next? Well, uh, Mike, I understand that you like spoilers on ABC shows. Or not spoilers, but uh, cliffhangers. On <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> you mean what? Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not doing that again. No. Actually, you know what? Let me, let, let me. Oh, I, I don't think I have it. Uh, give me just one second here. Let me, uh, let me see. Let me see if I can find a more. Um, uh, let me see if I can find a more proper uh, spoiler warning. Oh. Oh no! Did that go? <laughs> Fucking spoilers! <Live> recorded. <laughs> Do that one more time. That was awesome. Fucking spoilers. I haven't used that one for a long time. <laughs> no, you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, sh- uh, shout out to Killing Spree. Fucking spoilers. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so Mike. Yes. The rookie wasn't the only surprise on ABC this past fall, was it? No. Uh, ABC is is hitting it out of the goddamn park. Um, <laughs> so there there was uh, so I was intrigued with the rookie, but there was a yeah. show that that um, we looked at it. And I'm like, Dave, what is this? I I don't know what this is. And um, at that point in the conversation, you took me to school. You're like. 
Mike, mm-hmm. let me tell you about this show. Let me tell you about the show called A Million Little Things. It's got this guy and this person and all of that in it. And it's about, you know, it's like, you know, it's about, you know, uh, uh, suicide and mortality and friendship. And I'm just like, I'm like, what? What is this? I mean, this sounds like this is us on ABC. And it's and you're like, you might not be wrong, but but this looks really good. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. Well, and I and I remember I opened up my uh, my TV guide and I look at it. And I'm looking at this yeah. this two page spread of the cast. And I'm like, oh, and there's hey, James Rode right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like James Rode is in this. Hey, Ron Livingston's in this. You know what? Maybe I'll give yeah. this a shot. And you're like, you know, if uh, if there's any show that you give a shot, give this a shot too. And even. I, I and I'll be honest with you, Dave. I I think we recorded two, maybe two or three episodes. I don't remember if it was two or three, but like set up the timer, recorded it, mm-hmm. and it sat there for a few. So we didn't even watch okay. it right away. So and it's and it was one of those things where oh. I it was just like so. It's like all right, well let's you know what let's see what let's this. Yeah, let, let, let's see what this is about. Because at this point, still didn't really know what it was about. And then it's just like, um, w- what is this show? What And and it just, just from jump, oh my God, that's... that's Literally. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a... Uh, Freddie Mercury gets AIDS. No, that's... Uh, I, I had stumbled on that by a uh, by mistake. But um, no, it just, it, it, it blew my hair back. And it's um, so with the rookie, I was looking forward to it. I was anticipating that I was liking it. This I had the opposite experience where I had zero expectations, didn't know, had, you know, had a, had a very loose understanding of what it was. And this show has just grabbed me by the throat. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it more than the rookie because i i don't think you can do that kind of compare and contrast because they're they're so there's so very different so it's it's an unfair comparison but dave i gotta tell you i am glad that you sold me on the show or you know so uh ardently encouraged me to watch it because um the show is great it's uh yeah. it, it's phenomenal so so do you kind of i mean and th- and this is your pick so do you kind of want to uh take it from there and uh and tell me more what uh what, yeah so uh basically if you haven't seen the show uh first off highly recommend it go binge it on uh on hulu bring tissues and bring some ice cream because you're gonna need some comfort <laughs> after the show um and I I don't know. I, I cheered up quite a bit during this show, especially uh, given some of the content matter. But yeah, if you think it's this is us, it's not. It's it it has a totally different direction it goes and way different story than this is us. Okay, it has the feels of this is us, but it doesn't have the same story. So get that comparison out of your mind right away before you go watch this show. But yeah, okay. it's about a group of friends. Um, there's a very successful guy named John. He just out of blue, out of the blue, commits suicide. Just jumps out of his office window, lands on a car, dies. That's like the first what five minutes of the episode that happens. Then. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's in the cold open. That's even before the title yeah. card comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
don't know anything about the character. So at, at the time I watched this, it's like, is that his assistant running and crying and finding out what's going on? Find out later that it was his assistant. Right. Possibly more question mark. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's basically a uh, journey of friends trying to cope with death, trying to cope with a lot of other societal issues. Um, yeah. The one that actually caught me completely off guard was uh, James Roday's character of Gary having breast cancer. Yeah. Well, uh, and, 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 and yeah. go ahead. Well, I, I, no, I was going to say, uh, I know men can get it. I know it's very rare, but the way that they went with this direction of it, I, I applaud them for it because it's something that you don't see. Right. Yeah, and and it's a uh, I I don't even know where to go from there because basically like the the um I I remember when we were talking about it during our fall preview and what okay so so let me ask you this just see if see if I can if I can um what what enticed you to be interested in this show what what was the first thing that kind of hooked your interest. Uh, if I'm completely honest, Gendro Day, just because I was a fan of his on site, haven't really seen him since then on mm-hmm. anything. So I was like, oh, Day's back. I'll watch this just to see what it's like. I was expecting some semblance of a Sean Spencer type character, and I, and I got mm-hmm. that. I, I'm happy with the little bits that I get mm-hmm. every now and then. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was that broad, had that broad of a spectrum as an actor, like the uh, are you caught up on this yes. one? I should probably I, ask you I, that, like yes, me I, I am caught up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. So, so, so for, so for, the, for that, for that comment you made uh, earlier about, and maybe more. Fucking spoilers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please continue. But uh, I, I have my own theory. We'll get into that in a minute. But the the day that Gary finally broke down, ripping the picture up that John put up as he was going through chemo, yeah. like the time that he finally cried, like, I, I lost it there. I'm like, no, you can't do this to me, Jandro Day, you fucker. <laughs> You're not supposed to do this. You're supposed to make me laugh, you asshole. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's exactly how he feels. Yeah. Like, I was feeling what he felt at that time. And I was just that Jandro Day is the person for making me feel that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's how this John character is making Gary the character feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and <laughs> he, um... This this dude is chasing some awards. I I think I yeah. think he's looking to get a little statue on his shelf. And yeah, I mean, because I mean, again, you you know this guy from you know from a comedy show from Psych and all that. And and so I I wasn't expecting this. You know, I and and I I think I I I don't remember if it was something like where Dave either you and I were talking or if it was on a podcast or if it was you know post on on uh, uh, Facebook or whatever. But it was like this show makes me feel things that I am often unprepared to feel. I um mm-hmm. and and to you know kind of sidestep from that a moment like when I was talking to my buddy Aaron not too long ago we talked about uh Stars Born and you know without without getting into spoilers it doesn't have um the most happiest unlifted uplifting ending and because of that 
I said I didn't like the movie, and I said specifically on that podcast out loud that I don't like things that make me feel bad or that you know mm-hmm. I, I feel bad after watching them. This, A Million Little Things, doesn't make me feel bad but what it does is it, it it churns up a lot of um, emotions and feelings and perspectives on life that I've either um, not faced or not faced as an adult or have really. There, I mean, there, there there's a lot here uh, to process because like it it it. it you know, obviously, uh, the the notion of suicide plays quite heavily uh, thematically throughout the episode. But, you know, we're also talking about, uh, you know, uh, mental health challenges, uh, cancer diagnosis, depression, depression mm-hmm. uh, grief, loss and Hell, adultery. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I have some thoughts on that in just a sec. But the thing mm-hmm. The thing, Dave, that that has me hooked on this show more than anything is that this is a show about friendship and mm-hmm. it's it's and, and I, you know, um, one of the things that, that I've said is that it, it makes me encounter feelings that I somehow uh, sometimes don't know how to process that and, and like a lot of a lot of the friendship stuff really kind of you know really churns up a lot of things and and the thing that's so great about the show is that you know like you, you were talking about uh uh you know like the, the poster and and you know how mm-hmm. Gary breaks down and how that got you where where it uh where it got me is where um uh, when Rome is talking to his dad and that he's oh, like yeah. fixing the sink mm-hmm. and like they're, you know, he's on antidepressants and, you know, his, his dad is just like, well, hey, do you know, in, in a typical gruff African-American dad type of tone, he's like, well, you know, do they work for you? Yeah, Dad. They they kind of, you know, just just that whole uh-huh. dynamic of a of a unimproved, uh, disapproving father. And so, I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. there's there's just so much to it to just you know yank your heart out. And the um, getting back to the the notion of friendship is that the thing that I wasn't prepared for is that it deals with masculine friendship in a way that I don't think that I've seen portrayed well on the screen in a very long time uh, because, you know, it's it's these four guys and how they deal with how their, you know, their, their friend, their fourth person decides to make this choice. Nobody knows why and how they all deal with it differently. And it's, um, again, it's, it's really touched me in a lot of ways that I wasn't expecting and in sometimes and I'll, and I'll be honest with uh, with everybody listening in in a ways that sometimes isn't welcome like I'm like mm-hmm. I, I don't really want to be feeling this right now but not not in a way where it's like in a, in a star is born where I turn up my nose and say well that th- this just makes me feel bad because I I didn't like the outcome of this it, it's not mm-hmm. that at all it's it's it, it's deeper than that it's like it's like I I don't know if I'm prepared to uh, um, or equipped to process the types of feelings that are coming from mm-hmm. watching this dumb television show um, <laughs> Um, and, and I, and if I can touch on the friendship course, part of, of it real quick, because uh, the one thing that I appreciated from 
uh, a viewership standpoint because you and they basically broke the fourth wall in this. It was the uh, episode where John had this uh, this hockey day planned out for uh, for Gary and everybody yeah. to go out and play hockey with uh, some of the old Bruins and mm-hmm. and play with other people who are getting this experience as well. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, Gary and Eddie fought because earlier in the episode they found out that Eddie had been sleeping with Delilah, right. uh, which was John twice at the time, and mm-hmm. they were still together. Gary said a line in there, and I was not prepared for it, mm. and I, I it didn't like, I didn't break down with it. But I'm like, oh shit, that's ne- I haven't heard somebody say something like that in this kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line went, I'm just paraphrasing. This isn't like a the end of a sports movie, Eddie. Just because we won a game doesn't mean we're all going to be better now. And right. then he just skates off in silence. Yeah, and that, to me that's powerful. Just to, mm-hmm. just to see something like that, because this, what they they believe this is not real life. I mean, we're we're in this world now with them. This is not that's not real. That's not what happens. You don't score the eight money goal and everything. You good now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's show. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, it's all of that, and uh, you know, and to to touch on the. Um, the, the, well, actually it wasn't the fall finale. It was the, uh, the, the episode before it, probably the best use of Macklemore I've seen in a, in oh a, in, in a really long time. Cause, cause not that damn song, not that song again. Yeah. So yeah, that, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's used pretty extensively and it's, I, I, I wonder how I'm going to feel uh, the the next time I hear can't hold us and I just yeah. I I because I, I, I will say that one thing was missing from that episode was mm. when after Gary found out Maggie was doing chemo yeah he should have hit play on the CD player yeah I kept waiting for it and it was one of those Same. things where I wonder if that's um uh, subverting expectations. You know, it's like you're expecting it, and then when mm-hmm. you don't get it, it leaves you with a slightly different feeling. Because I wasn't mad about it, but it was kind of like it's yeah. like I could have used it, but I wonder if there's a reason why why they didn't. I mean, artistically, because um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think it's from a not understanding theme and repetition and things like that. I mean, because I mean, uh, uh, the show is uh, obviously an, an incredibly uh, well written, and as you can hear, the uh, earnestness in both Dave's and I's uh, uh, presentations of talking about this, mm-hmm. you know, it the, the performances are incredibly affecting in a way that, again, I I um I don't move easily, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of that is you know to get even further more introspective than I and and you know Dave, I'll be honest, I mean much like my watching of the episodes i i wasn't expecting to be this uh 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 introspective and uh <laughs> and uh i wasn't really looking for uh um that but what i what i've uh uh found is that ah oh, fuck I, I i lost i lost my train of thought it's just i i ah. oh no no what i was gonna say is you know kind of talking about uh barriers and boundaries i think a lot of <clears throat> the reason why i don't really pursue stuff that that moves me is because i don't i don't necessarily want that i don't i don't necessarily <clears throat> want to be moved um a lot so like when i encounter something that does it uh it tends to stick with me and this uh 
this show definitely has struck a nerve with me and really um yeah it's it, it it's incredibly moving now i do well, we talked about the rookie and their character development and their depth of the of the characters as it cast as a whole like yeah the thing can be said for a million little things probably more so oh yeah uh because of the the situations they're dealing with because they're dealing with the, the suicide of a friend I mean, hell, Rome was about to commit suicide before Gary called him right. uh, to let him know that John had died. I mean, there, there's so many layers to that as well. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's a toss-up for me, and I know we can't compare them, but I don't know whose character development is better or if we can even compare the two because they're both on point. Like it's it's a bullseye for both of them. Well, you you had uh, you had said something, I believe, like when we were uh, tweeting earlier, right right about the time I want to say, like I finally got around to watching uh, the rookie, and you said mm-hmm. something about um, uh, feels and how like you know yeah. you you'll be surprised in the um, so so was was there something uh, um, particularly affecting uh, about the uh, the way the rookie played out that. Uh, that we may not have touched on? I don't know if... Uh, I think it was mainly the feels just because of uh, how we left things at the end of the fall TV. I mean, you were pre- oh. approaching the uh, the milestone birthday, the 40th. Like, yeah. Just the way, especially at the beginning, when you could see a little bit of doubt in his eyes after his first day. Oh, you yeah. Could, you could, like, feel that, like, am I doing the right thing? And then, of course, the chief are, uh, coming in and consoling him, but his sergeant was, like, berating him and making him the butt of every joke. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's where that one had come from at the time. Okay. And, then, of course, he moved past that and and started gaining the respect of his peers, as expected in, in this type of show. But I, I don't know. There's just some, like, there was a couple moments that you could tell he's like, is this, is this what I want to do with this? Is this yeah. the direction I truly want to go here? Yeah, that that uh, potential for self doubt and mm-hmm. and yeah and and that yeah it's because it, it, it is something to choose a different path and then mm-hmm. once you've committed to that new path, realizing that you know maybe maybe it's not the right choice, maybe it's not the right decision. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, um, so, so I, I, I do want to pop back to a million little things for for a minute yep. there, um, because I do, I, I do have a mild criticism of the show for for as okay. much as I love it, and I do love I it, do. obviously. And and again, if you have not watched it, uh, first of all, uh, you you've had the shit spoiled out of it for you, but I, I can't yeah. help you there. But um, where the show kind of loses me slightly is when we lean too hard into the melodrama meaning like uh, the Eddie Delilah stuff yeah when when we're when we're making soap opera like choices it mm-hmm. i'm i'm not going to say that it that it's uh off-putting or that it turns me off from the show on the whole but it's it there there's i i go uh, within the span of an episode, I can go from um, having glassy eyes um, at, you know, like feeling something genuine to uh, rolling my eyes in the in the next break mm-hmm. saying, come on. Oh, yeah. th- this is what we're doing. Uh, OK, so I mean, so occasionally with especially with that that relationship that that kind of 
that's that's a little uh, grown worthy, and mm-hmm. you know some some of the stuff where they're kind of trying to. I feel like, um, shoehorned. Yeah, a lot of it feels shoehorned, and and I don't know if I necessarily appreciate all of the extra world building that they're doing. Like you know, like like as you said, like there was a you know like a hint in the fall finale of you know what what you know this John guy was up to, and I I don't know if I need the mystery aspect of it. And uh, I have a theory on that finale, okay. on the finale. We'll, we'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, but I wanted to touch on the drama part of it too. Like the Eddie Delilah relationship, like that wasn't something that I expected because th- me and Becky watched the first episode, and the first thing Becky said, John's cheating on his wife. That's why, he, he, and he got found out. That's why he did it. Like that was the assumption from the get go with her. I'm like, mm, okay, that's probably how it is because that's usually how these shows go sure yeah i mean that was a valid um guess on how it was going to go yep when eddie mentioned he was uh seeing one of the moms of uh his students that didn't click with me because uh you wouldn't think that would be the direction they would go but then that reveal at the end when eddie's at delilah's door as i go shit that's new yeah so john is is the victim here really <sighs> yeah and at that time <laughs> and at that time and now though as we're getting into the fall finale you find that you know things might not be as they seemed and i i don't i don't know man i just uh See, it, i still don't i still don't think that it's the way that they portrayed it at the end i think she read into it that way but so here's how I see the uh, the opening scene for the, for the winter uh, return. Which, by the way, uh, I'm gonna try to shoehorn this into it. Uh, mm-hmm. We're moving nights on this show, by the way, going from Wednesday to Thursday at ten at uh, nine p.m. Uh, so it's going up against Brooklyn Nine Nine, Legacies, Mom, and the Orville. So it's a it's got some pretty uh, oh really pretty competition. Well, yeah. I, I'm glad I got Hulu now. Thank you, uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Um, yes, so, yeah, so <laughs> because that 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 would be a new Amsterdam, uh, uh, the rookie type uh, mm-hmm. type thing for me because I don't believe I'd be able to record all of those shows at the same time. Yikes! Right. <laughs> but uh, but how I see that opening scene happening is basically uh, let me set the stage here because the end of the uh, the fall finale was John going into this apartment building that's run down. Um, it doesn't befit him in his image that we've been led to believe this whole season. Right. Uh, he's going up these stairs with his assistant, Ashley, close behind. Um, he She asks him where he's going. Uh, he doesn't say anything. And then they get to a door. She asks him what's going on. He says, I'm not the man that everyone thinks I am unlocks the door, goes in, she goes in for a kiss, and then it fades to black. Uh-huh. I, I, t- and th- I'm, I'll tell you what my basis is of mm. the uh, of this theory after this. Okay. Um, I think what's going to happen is he's going to push her away, say, that's not what I mean, 
you know, you notice all through the season, all of his deals have fallen through that he's built up for at least the last couple of years. She deleted a bunch of files off of his computer. I think the second episode having to do with something uh, it looked like banking information of some sort. We still yeah. don't know what's in that letter yet. That was left for Delilah that Ashley has hidden from the family. Yeah, I, I mean, think there's more to it than just he was cheating on her with his assistant. There, there can, that cannot be the simple that. That simple of an answer does not fit into this show's narrative to me. Yeah, I I agree with you, Dave, and uh, that that's a good read. I didn't think of it that way, but I I completely agree with you because the, because of the way that he's uh, yeah no I I could see her misreading the the situation. Um, I I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking he's gonna open up the door and it's like you know he's like uh, uh, either like vigilante like like he's Batman it's like his secret right. uh, Batman lair or like he's a, a notorious uh, drug pusher and it's like you know there's like stacks and stacks of coke. Or like uh, there's like stacks and stacks of illegal guns, um, or something. I mean, something where it's like more than meets the eye, I guess. But but yeah, no, I I, I agree with that read, Dave. Uh, um, I'll, I'll be interested to see if that's how they resolve it because if they don't resolve it that way, um, I'll, I'll admit I, I would find that a little disappointing because it feels mm-hmm. cheap. It would feel cheap. It, it, it too easy of it out for yeah, for this. Yeah. I mean, we we built up John this whole time as this family devoted man and trying to do everything for all his friends, make sure they're all set up for life. Yeah. And who knows? It could be even a disease that we that that afflicted him that he doesn't want anybody else to know about, and that he was coming to it and at the end of his time, and he wanted to go out on his terms. Sure. He didn't want to suffer. I mean, kind of like the Maggie situation where yeah. she had made the decision at the time to stop chemo. Um, and then eventually got got her brain back working and went back to get chemo. I, I right. was with Gary the whole way, by the way, during that whole thing because they just watched their friend die without being there for him. Yeah. And now she's telling you, yeah, I'm going to die. Don't help me. I would be in the same boat as Gary. I would be furious and I'd be trying to rally the troops, basically. Sure, uh, sure. However I could. Um, and... That, again, th- this is part of those feels that that this show makes you feel is because you you're on one side or the other with this. I was on Gary's side with that. Yeah, I mean, because of the way that the way that he saw his friend just or not saw, but like he just dealt with this. John, they they weren't there for John. He feels guilty. He yeah. can be there for Maggie, but she doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah, and and there's so many aspects because I mean, like with all of these different characters, and there there's there's something for somebody to latch onto yeah. you know and and i i can't remember the last time i've experienced that with with an ensemble cast where it's just like you know there there's you know you can identify with this character for a while then you move over and and hang out with this character for a while you know just to, you know kind of understanding where all of these different characters are at different times in in that headspace and mm-hmm. it, um, yeah, it, if not one to one relatable, at least it connects to something that you can relate with in some way. And I think that's yeah. what's uh, uh, brilliant about it. But, um, but, but again, and this I, has been the uh, Million Little Things uh, series or fall preview or fall review 
podcast. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've been we've been going on. Uh, I mean, actually, ABC should be uh, should be shoveling us some money for how much we've been promoting their two big shows in the fall. Yeah, so far. well, yeah. I mean, if there if there's any network that has uh, come out on top, it's it, it's ABC with that with that one two punch. And... and that's the thing. We were so critical and so. Uh, I, I would almost say demeaning of ABC for sure. literally the rest of their lineup. <laughs> it's true. Outside of these two shows, <laughs> you're not wrong. It's uh, yeah. I I don't know. It's it, it it's weird that it can be of of both things at the same time. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess we can move on to a couple other shows. Uh, by the way, I told you uh, last week I had a uh, a surprise one that I thoroughly enjoyed that I know you probably wouldn't have. Actually, I know you wouldn't have. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's right. I forgot about Dave's secret surprise. Uh, yeah, so as we, yeah, get, that, as we get closer to, to wrapping up, yeah, let's, uh, let's hit it. Yeah, I expect you just to hang up on me after this, actually. Um, so CBS had a, a few comedies that they, uh, they put onto their lineup in, in the fall. One, actually, I enjoyed more than I thought I would have and actually developed a following, too. Okay. I cannot wait for it to come back in the winter, mm-hmm. the neighborhood. Uh, I don't I don't know. All right, so so is so I I'm I'm not I'm not going to get on you for for liking it, but can you at least explain to me why? I and it's going to be the probably the stupidest reason to be honest. Well, like, and and that's can, fair. This is one of these shows that you can see the jokes coming 20 minutes away. Okay. You can see in the little bit of build up you know where it's going to you know where the dialogue's going, you know where the situation's going, you know what's going to happen. I think that's part of the charm of this show. Um, Matt Greenfield, who was on New Girl as uh, Schmidt, um, the only criticism I have of him in the show, he smiles too fucking much. He's literally smiling in every episode from start to finish. Yikes. And that throws me off a little bit, but that's the only criticism I have of him. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's, it's better than it has any right to be to me. I don't think you'll survive much longer, but <laughs> I'm not a Cedric the Entertainer guy at yeah. all. Like, I can't usually stand him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can tolerate him compare, uh, uh, paired up with Matt Springfield for some reason. I don't know why. Huh. I really can't explain it. It's just something I enjoy. I, I get belly laughs out of it, <laughs> even though I know what's coming. Okay. I, well, have you ever had a show like that? But that you can't explain it like it's so, like either so bad it's, that you enjoy it or it's so good, but not for the right reasons. Like, have you had a show like that that you've enjoyed? I I'd have to give that some thought because um, I mean I I've had a had had a couple weird guilty pleasure shows. I mean, well, I mean, last year I I kind of locked into uh, me myself and I, and I I mm. I think I was the only person on the planet that liked it. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't good, but I I understood what it was and appreciated it for. Uh, see, that's uh, for why I am with the neighborhood. It's not necessarily good. Yeah, but I enjoy it. So I mean, it it makes me laugh. Um, the other one that I enjoyed, and I'm sad that I didn't get more episodes picked up, is that uh, Happy the Other, the one uh, based loosely off of uh, the One Direction Kids' life. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it, that is, one actually was pretty cute. Is that not around anymore? 
Uh, they only did a uh, half season order, and uh, nothing. Like I said, nothing's been said about anything. So who knows if they uh, they got another order in or ah. not? But I didn't see it on any of the uh, any of the websites coming back in the winter. Interesting. I think, uh, yeah, me, my, our um, man with the plan is coming back on TBS in the spot where uh, Happy the Other was over the fall. Barf. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other one, do we want to talk about, uh, and I'm going to give a, a quick shout out to my buddy uh, Justin Santiago for deeming him this name. Oh. Bank with Bane over on Gotham. <laughs> You know the the only the only thing I the, the only thing I can uh, say nice about Gotham at this point is that I'm glad it's coming back, so that it can end. Yeah. I I you know it's just it's I'll I'll watch it. Um, I'm not just because you put the time in. <laughs> yeah, I mean I I'm you know I'm all in at this point, but I mm-hmm. uh, I. Yeah, I I don't I mean that that I mean a lot of this goes without saying. I mean, you know, the the Bane character design looks like shit. It it looks like garbage. Mm-hmm. Um that, that's why I said banquet bane. It looks like like one of those banquet TV dinners on, on his chest plate. Like that's it, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, and and but in in and it's in a bad kind of way that it isn't even fun to make fun of. Yeah. You know, I mean it's like, you know, I mean there there's endless material about tom hardy's performance as bane in uh in uh, uh dark knight rises and you know i mean mm-hmm. that's that's the gift that keeps on giving but this thing i mean it's like they're they, i mean it's like what are we doing and <laughs> and from from what i understand i mean again maybe potential spoilers i i don't have a button that says potential spoilers maybe i should cut that right. out and and all that uh uh potential spoilers freddie mercury might get aids if he participates in this promiscuous lifestyle oh god that's so terrible so bad that's so bad it's so bad um but no i apparently this the show climaxes with baby bruce becoming batman and yeah and i don't in my comic book group i don't a lot of people are put off by that fact because that's not even close to canon at all which the show i mean really is not canon at all but no (laughs) that's what specifically people have an issue with at the end of the show which uh you you being uh okay yeah. you say you're a big batman guy like how oh. do you feel about that aspect of it i hate it i i hate it um because one first of all i mean i i think my understanding is that this season of gotham you know when we're doing the no man's land storyline which is a great storyline from the comics where basically the the basically gotham is befelled by a number of natural disasters including like a couple earthquakes and a plague and all kinds of other stuff and basically so so the the federal government says and gotham is essentially an island so they, they blow all the bridges and say, you know what? Gotham City is no longer part of the United States. You guys are on your own. And it's oh, basically it's it's basically like this this escape from New York style um thing where, you know, uh the 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 Batman villains, you know, each have their own gangs and they carve out their own territory and all that. So so with the amount of villains that you've established in Gotham already, you can do that. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all kind of whatever. But 
the um so apparently there's a time jump but not like a big one like six months or something like that my point uh, being is i think baby bruce is still like 17 maybe yeah i mean depending upon you know how 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 deep his voice is the, the um but i i am uh, opposed with every fiber of my curmudgeonly being of a 17 year old bruce wayne batman I'm now and I and I had to make sure I was very specific with my words there because um one of the the surprise favorites for a lot of Batman fans is Batman Beyond where mm-hmm. you know a 17-year-old kid becomes Batman but you know mm-hmm. I mean there's there, there's a whole there's a whole thing there but like I mean the fans dig it and and I love right. it I I think Batman Beyond is great but but part of Bruce Wayne's story is I mean I mean everybody's seen Batman Begins now, right? Where like you know yeah. you see Christian Bale climbing up the mountain and you know hanging out in the monasteries and like you know learning kung fu and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the Batman canon is that period of time where he Bruce Wayne transforms himself into the ultimate fighting machine. And, and not so much got kidnapped by Raj al Ghul and be, be trapped on the mountain to be forced into Kung Fu like what God did. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm just I'm just not there for any of it. And um, I I don't know what they're doing with the Joker character or like I mean I don't know if we're still pussyfooting around and deciding whether whether this uh, Jerome Jeremy whatever the fuck his name is is, is actually Jerome, a Joker. Yeah. yeah um, oh no, the the preview I saw. No, it it's, looked like he had the hat and the uh, and basically the outfit that is very Joker like donned yeah. onto him. So it, it looks like they're moving that direction. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just not there for any of it. I just don't care. I mean, I mean, no, the, I, the the kid is good. I don't remember the mm-hmm. the name the name of the uh, actor, but I like the acting choices he makes, and I enjoy his performance. But the it just it, it bugs me. I um yeah. and and you know we've talked a number of times about the show, Dave, where I I've taken the stance to where you know when it's good, it's really good. When it's bad, it's mm-hmm. really bad. Um, now it's it, it's become like a cartoon version of itself. It's almost like a parody of itself, and I don't know. I just I, I I think I think they've stretched the premise as far as it can can naturally go, and it just needs to end. Uh. I, I think we can both agree on this premise. We need the uh, Jim Gordon Harvey Bullock uh, buddy cop com, uh, buddy cop show back. You know, I, I that's what this should have been the entire time with a little bit of the Gotham lore sprinkled in. Yep, and 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 that's that's where they went wrong. <laughs> that's the show I was Let's sold. Get away from that. That's mm-hmm. the show I wanted. Um, and and I think I've talked. I think when Harvey stopped being like a main part of it, that's mm-hmm. what kind of made me fall out of it. Like I don't even think I watched all of season four. To be honest with you, yeah, I caught the odd episode here and there, but it wasn't a must see for me. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it, it reminds me there was a, and I think I've mentioned this a number of times, there's a, uh, a relatively famous uh, comic series from the, oh gosh, I guess it would be, oh man, it's probably late 90s, early 2000s now, I feel especially old, but it's a, it's a comic book series called Gotham Central. 
And mm-hmm. it's exactly what what that title thinks it. It's from the perspective of the cops, you know. And oh, wow. nice. and ba- and basically, what happens is like the Batman villains and even like the Bat family will will pop in and out. But it's kind of like from a arm's length perspective. Like like they'll mm-hmm. you know like the cops will be like solving a bank robbery and then they'll see like you know Bane drive by going the other direction and Batmobile close behind. You know it's like that they just kind of you know how how those worlds overlap and um it was kind of like that powerless show that was on for a year uh do you remember that one at all it was on nbc for a year it was like the uh the people that would invent stuff for the superheroes like they always alluded to the superheroes and you saw like once in a while a glimpse of something but yeah. not a lot yeah kind of sorta yeah um um okay. yeah i mean and and not Maybe not as subtle as I'm thinking because, like, you know, uh, there's uh, Two Face shows up and interacts with uh, uh, Renee Montoya a lot. You know, Joker mm-hmm. shows up and and basically they they um, uh, they do a Joker sniper story where basically like mm-hmm. there's there's a mysterious sniper. Turns out it's the Joker. Spoiler alert oh, wow. for a 20 year old comic book, but but yeah, it's <laughs> but but no, basically like it's the characters that you're hanging around with are the cops and and that's that's what and that's you know a lot of folks in the batman fandom community that's what we thought gotham was going to be we we wanted gotham central and instead we got gotham babies you know it's it you know it's muppet babies with the with the with the batman characters and 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 it's fine ish um and 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 here's my thing too. It's like you know, there are times that I'm really precious about the continuity. There are other times that I'm not. My problem with Gotham is that it's just not good. Um, I yeah. I, I I'm I'm not I yeah I I don't think that I'm so deep into my curmudgeon-y things where I can't allow for you know deviations from the canon. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would have to go back and listen to like the last four years worth of uh, uh, podcast shows to to figure out where I land on that. I'm sure some eagle eyed listener would say, "Well, hey, but you said this about this," because I do <laughs> I do get really snotty about canon sometimes. It's like, well, actually, it's supposed to be this, um, yes. you know. So I, I I am that guy. But what I'm also saying, and I think I think the examples I'm thinking of is like a lot of the. Uh, uh, changes and uh, subtle different directions that like a lot of the Marvel movies have taken, you know, and some mm-hmm. of the liberties that they take with characters and situations and things like that. Like I, I remember um, uh, Iron Man three, for example, um, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, there's a twist involving a very famous uh, Iron Man villain from the comics and it does something completely different. And I remember at the time thinking, I mean, I was pretty shocked and kind of upset. But then as time went on and I reflected on it more, I'm like, you know, that is kind of clever. I, I'm kind of OK with that because you can't you can't do that character as they're presented in in the uh um, in the comics anyway, so this is a way to kind of touch on that, I guess. Um, so, let me throw this out there yeah. then. In, let's say, 10 years, uh, you just 
on a whim pick up Gotham and you had to start from the beginning. This is probably long after the DC, the Justice League, Batman has standalone movies from the from the current iteration. Do you think it will hold up? No. No, I, I think this is uh completely forgettable and will okay. just fade away. Um okay. I, I, become obsolete. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think um I would put it in the same category as um, Smallville, in that okay. I, mean, I mean, there 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 are a lot of people that really enjoyed Smallville. I liked Smallville for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, I think it went on for a couple few too many seasons, much like a lot of other shows do. But but it was one of those things when when it knew what it was, it was really good at doing that thing, um, and but. Nobody really um, says that, you know, Smallville was one of like the very best presentations of the Superman story. Nobody says that. Mm. No. Um, and I think I think with Gotham, it will it, it's so like like, for example, uh, Batman, the animated series is basically the gold standard for Batman storytelling in any medium. A lot of folks will point to that and, and and I'm amongst them. I mean, I would I would point to Batman the animated series over say uh Batman 89. You know, mm-hmm. I I I'll, I'll take Kevin Conroy's Batman over Michael Keaton's Batman any day of the week because I think and it's unfair in a way because we're taking a multi-season animated tv show and comparing it to two movies um but still i think it it gets it's more than any other piece of batman media um understands what batman is about and what makes him work and so and whereas with gotham it and oh yeah so I, I guess I guess with that so continuing with Batman the animated series it like you know it doesn't it doesn't hold to the comic book canon like you know mm-hmm. and um, very few of the the villains and the characters have the same origin story that they do in the comics I mean they're all changed like you know right. from from uh, you know Two Face to Poison Ivy to Clayface uh, Mr. Freeze especially I mean and it mm. takes a character like Mr. Freeze who's really kind of like a loser in the comics and makes him one of uh, uh, Batman's premier villains and one of one of the uh, most highly regarded Batman characters because of those handful of episodes of the cartoon not from anything in the comics uh, cause people, right. cause I remember that when I was a kid, like I would watch Batman, the animated series and I would, uh, go to my comic shop. I'd go through like the quarter bins and I'd find like these comic books with Mr. Freeze in them thinking that it's that version. And it's not, it's just a dude mm. in a, you know, in a snowball suit. And it's like, what the hell is this? You know, where, where, <laughs> where's the, uh, where's the pathos? Where's, you know, just, uh, and it, you know he's just a generic villain in uh, in the comics, and you know kind of really how he's presented in in Gotham. But um, mm-hmm. so my point being is that you don't have to stick to canon to be good; it just has to be good. And right. Gotham's just not good. I 
right. I, I, I think I worked my way all the way. I, I had to kind of struggle through it for a sec to figure out where I was going with that. But but I think that I think that's where I was going. Um, Just like watching Gotham, <laughs> you have to struggle through it to get to the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're not uh, wrong. Well, the 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 worry I have is because uh, the final season of Gotham is going to be the lead into uh, the second season of the Orville. Uh, which, by the way, begins on December 30th, which is a Sunday, but then it goes to its normal night on Thursdays, uh, starting on uh, the 3rd of January. Which oh, will okay. probably just be a repeat of that uh, Sunday episode, but it'll be on Thursday, starting on the 3rd of January. Yeah, uh, and... Along with Gotham. <laughs> I'm... I'm uh, it's interesting, Dave, because I think uh, The Orville is one of those shows that took us all by surprise. Because oh, it's yeah. like it's okay. like wait a sec this is we were actually... all expecting uh, super uh, dorky comedy Star Trek and it wasn't <laughs> it was Star Trek basically <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's that's a whole nother set of uh, things to unpack and I think we've tackled that that um, you know the mm. the notion of it's it's a show that's not Star Trek that does Star Trek better than Star Trek, and, that, and that's just mm-hmm. a weird thing. But I wonder, I uh, you know, I'm I'm going to put a a bold prediction out there, and oh. I hope I am not right. This is one of those things where I am putting a prediction out there, but hoping I'm wrong. I have a weird feeling that this is going to be a sophomore slump type of thing. I, and I think it's going to be because um, of how much of a surprise that first season of the Orville was. We didn't have expectations going into it. Here's the deal. Now we have expectations because we know what it's done and what it is. Mm-hmm. And once it's it, it once it lets us down, if it does let us down, I think that that pendulum is going to swing back the other direction. Um, well, also going up against uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, that should be a tough, uh, tough sell for them with those rabid fans coming back to uh, to the NBC lineup that at that time. That'll take a half hour out of their out of their show right there. Yeah, so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how the uh, how the plus threes and plus sevens and stream uh, ratings uh, go for the Orville. Because remember, ratings still matter to the advertisers. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, and that's the thing too. And, I, and and Dave, you've alluded to it a number of times. That that's that's a whole nother show that that yeah. that that we'll have to unpack one of these days. But yeah, it's um, and and isn't it curious that I I wonder who put what up first schedule wise? Because yeah. you could you can make an argument that you know Fox lets Brooklyn Nine Nine go. NBC picks it up, and then Fox being like, "Wait a sec, we're we're going to go in direct competition to a show that we canceled." Mm-hmm. It, yeah, because Brooklyn Nine Nine was uh, at the end of the animation block on Sundays for mm-hmm. pretty much its entire run, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's my understanding. On, on Fox. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, having it be on a Thursday, that's gonna be weird for the audience that watches it live, not on on demand or on streaming or whatever. Right. However, they intake it. So yeah, that's gonna be a a new experience for them too. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much that'll factor into their viewing habits, but it, it's gonna be interesting nonetheless. <laughs> I agree, and 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 again, I may not have said this already, but I'm really excited for it. I I am stoked. Oh, same. Uh, because I mean, and, I uh, I'm here for uh, mustache, uh, mustache. Uh, what's the name? The 
the wharf looking guy. Uh, God, I'm spacing out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Bordas. Uh, mustache Bordas, yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> Took me a sec. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it it was a fun show. I just, I hope that its reach doesn't exceed its grasp. That is a fair uh, fair stance to take. And I, I hope the same thing. Uh, it's one of the things I really hope you're wrong on that uh, prediction as well. Yeah. Um, I have one more if we have time sure. uh, to over a, a surprise one for me. Okay. Um, and I know we talked about this one a little bit at length in the fall TV preview. I watched it and uh, I'm a fan. Okay. Uh, the Cool Kids on Friday nights on Fox. Yeah, you you had mentioned that you would check that out and dug it. So so you're still sticking with it. I am. Yeah, and uh, I got a pleasant surprise the last few episodes. Um, a Mash alum has is on the cast uh, once in a while. Uh, Jamie Fah. Really. The old uh, the old Corporal Klinger has uh, made appearances. Yeah, it, it it's fun for what it is. I personally would love to see this move to FX and have kind of like a little bit more raunchier of an old folks home. Like get them getting into a little more trouble than they get into. But uh, Leslie Jordan is is the star of the show by far. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I, I, I am glad for that. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe like I just need to find myself like on, I don't know, like a plane ride or something, something that's offering it where I can, you know, pop in a, a couple mm-hmm. handful of episodes and, and be pleasantly surprised. Um, cause yeah, it was, for me, it was just one of those things where there isn't enough for me to check it out, but it's like, you know, it's like, I, I see what they're doing. So mm-hmm. And it's made by uh, Charlie Kelly's, uh, or sorry, Charlie Day's um, group that makes also uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But right. Like in direct contrast to what I'm used to seeing out of that, out of that, uh, that set of set of guys, and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. It kind of branched out, kind of. Uh, if I could use his name as a verb now, Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. There we go. That's what I'm <laughs> there you go. Uh, branching out into like different that. aspects of the entertainment world to get a, a reach across different uh, different spectrums. So uh, I think it's going to be uh, be picked up for another season. Like I, said, I would love to see it go to FX stuff. Very good. Very good. Um, so uh, so before we close out, there there's uh, uh, one show that I will I want to. Uh, <laughs> talk about um only because like it's it's something i haven't watched and you know and and i'll be honest with you dave you know like this whole time like even when you tease back at the top of the show where you're like okay well i have a surprise you know and and you know and then you revealed a letdown (laughs) yeah well and and you and you revealed that it was the neighborhood and i i wiped the the sweat from my brow because i thought don't laugh. Um, I thought for a moment that you were going to tell me that you watched God Friended Me and that you liked it. <laughs> and um, and I'm just so glad that that is not the case. Um, I, I still have not watched an episode of that. I probably never will. The only reason why I want to bring this up is because, you know, like I've spent a good portion of the show with you talking about like when I see commercials and how I get salty mm-hmm. about it. Um, did you know that um, that the God Friended Me kid 
Uh, apparently, or no, his character on the show, I'm presenting this wrong. Um, yeah, apparently, uh, this character is also a podcaster of some kind. Um, because, oh. yeah, so like in these commercials, they're, um, he's. I thought some, he was a radio host, like an actual uh, non Ricky Ricky DJ. Uh, I think he's just kind of like sitting in an apartment or something. So maybe it's an internet uh, radio thing. I I don't know. Okay. I don't care because like you know how like when you know something about something and it ruins your enjoyment of it. There's um yes. so I've seen these commercials and he's like talking to somebody and both of it oh, just just drives me nuts. So like you can see where like they have like professional studio microphones but they're mm-hmm. way up here. He's like, hey, yep. let me tell you about this 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 thing I saw yep. with the with this and and somebody's claiming to be God and just oh it's just it, it's just fucking obnoxious. I mean, so like uh, yeah, it's like I mean, like the microphone is like bumping into his forehead, and it's like and like this yes. gal like the the microphone is positioned like right next to her ear. And it's just like no, that that's that's the part you talk into, sweetie. That's and and nobody's wearing headphones, um, no. and it's just oh, it just are there um, at least levels? Are there at least like meters going when they're talking? No, it's just like <laughs> I I I, th- I think I think he has like a laptop open or something, oh. dude. If I if I and I keep meaning to do this, but uh, it would require me to actually like pursue looking at something. Um, now my microphone right. level is all screwed up. Um, but no, I, uh, I uh, um, yeah, no, I I, I want to find a screen grab of this and and post it because it is it is annoying, and I know it is the most nitpicky thing in the world. And and again, I I get I get really cringy and flinchy like anytime radio is presented in TV and movie. I I almost can't watch mm. Frasier now because I'm like that's not a thing. Yeah, and it's like why aren't they wearing headphones? It's like let me get this straight. <laughs> so this person is wearing headphones. That person isn't wearing headphones. But uh, you know, and and again, it's all inside baseball, and none of yeah. it matters. And I know none of it matters, but because this stuff matters to folks like us and folks listening, because yeah. because let's be honest, most of you know the audience is uh, uh, if not podcasters in their own right, at least podcast adjacent to to know yep. what's up but but anyway yeah no it's they just know at least a little bit of, of what the inner workings are oh it's it just oh, yep. it makes me so <laughs> mad it makes uh. me so mad and you know had i realized that when you and i were first talking about it during uh during the fall preview episode mm-hmm. i think i probably would have been even more uh critical of it and you know i i do oh dave i almost want to watch an episode just uh just for informational purposes i don't know man do you think that's a good idea i don't know if that's a good idea i don't know let's uh let's ask god uh and see if he can ask the uh the character to see if he can enlighten us should mike seibert s-c-i-b-e-r-t just like it sounds uh should he watch an episode of this show just to make sure that he nitpicks every piece of radio thing that's wrong with what you're doing. <laughs> it's not a magic eight ball. I don't, I don't think that's how that works. <sighs> Ask again later. God damn it. No. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
Oh my God! Well, well, Dave, this has been this has been a lot of fun. I know, uh, I know, oh, yeah. we went, I know, we went extra long, but I mean, it was. Uh, I think it was worth it to get into uh, deep into those feels. Um, yes. So, if uh, if folks wanted to get a hold of you on uh, the internet and at you, bro, how uh, how would people do so? Yeah, Vince McMahon can find me on AOL Instant Messenger, uh, Sanders D84, since that's what he still fucking uses. The rest of the world who's up to date with, and knows what their uh, place is in this world can at me at Sanders D84 on Twitter. Okay, very good. I, I like that. I like that. That was uh, uh, succinct and to the point. Um, and, uh, and and Dave, as we wrap up here, um, I, I've come to the realization that I am probably not going to uh, see you. Well, I'm not going to see you because you're in a completely different state, you know, in the in the uh, in the frozen wastelands of uh, Arizona. See, I learned that it gets cold yeah. there. So I it does. I, I, I'm it was like 45 today in the morning. That is a little bit. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, but no, if I, if I don't, uh, I, I probably won't talk to you on the air uh, before uh, Christmas and probably even New Year's. I just uh, just want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, you as well. Uh, happy, happy, and a Merry, Merry to you and yours as well, Mike. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And with that, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's close things out. And that will do it for this week's special double bonus length episode. Think of it as a uh, a Christmas miracle, I suppose. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Really appreciate it. Um, If you would like to listen to my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows, subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, Apple Podcasts, and on iTunes or wherever else you download your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show wherever you find it. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSybertRadio. And write into the mailbag, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. And just like my good friend Dave just said, that spelling is S-E-I-B-E-R-T, just the way that it sounds. Uh, next week, I'm going to play some Christmas songs for you. I'll have a couple cuts off of that uh, Kirby Crackle holiday album. I'm stuck in a human centipede for uh, Christmas as well as maybe a couple other uh, choice cuts uh, for uh, for the holiday season. But until then, for Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike. My name is Dave. And until next time, make good choices. <laughs> Be good humans. Clear. All right, and we're clear. Oh, my God.